This aberration, whose only means of expression are wanton violence and destruction. that within every normal system there exists an aberration, something different. This weird aberration society. Welcome back to uh, episode 14 of Mutual Aberration Society. Um, I am Ryan Jackson uh, and today I have on a guest to talk about uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, which is a new anime um based on the video game um did you play the video game i've never played the video game um yeah this is one the, time played it one time <laughs> i think so yeah my, i think we gotta well there's the show but we gotta talk about the game first thanks okay because i think it's important to like you know so drew now that you've i've have on drew boldick who uh i'll let drew do his own intro so drew tell the people who you are well i mean i guess for this episode since it's an animated show mm -hmm. um i do work in animation as a compositor mm. so i've worked on this uh emc show pantheon i worked on midnight gospel the legend of oxtamaka and stuff like that so um, I guess that's more applicable to this episode. So. Yeah, which is a big reason why I wanted to bring you on. I yeah. mean, obviously, I know of, of you because you were on a previous podcast of my Buzzkill. For, talk about your movie, The Taint, but you've also directed a couple other movies like Assassinat and Science Team. Um, and then you sort of transitioned, and you, you, as you explained in that episode. And if people want to hear that, they can go find that. It's still out that's there. That's a good one. I feel yeah. like <clears throat> it's like really does cover mm -hmm. my... Yeah, uh, uh, point of view of that movie in particular yeah. pretty well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But to talk about uh, cyberpunk right now, it was a game. I remember when the game came out, right? I remember the big hoopla. And then I do oh, remember, yeah. I do remember like it, that they ended up giving people their money back for the game on like, uh, I think it was on the PS version or something like that. Yeah, Sony. PS4, because it wasn't working right. There was some issue with the cyberpunk game, I think, right? Was if if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was like part. It went against their like terms of service or something, mm -hmm. like about just because the game was broken, mm -hmm. pretty much. But I remember, you know, thinking the game looked cool, and I was like, oh, I I want to play that game. And then the shit hit the fan, and I was like, no, I'm not gonna play that. <laughs> See, that's but what I, I thought too. I was like, yo, this game looks cool as fuck. Like, you know what I mean? That's what I do now mostly. I don't really play games like that anymore, um, unless it's like with my kid but i those certain games i look at this being one of them where i'm like yo that looks so fucking cool i mean you i'm know? a sucker for open world games yeah. um like breath of the wild or elden ring right elden uh, ring's another one which is like elden ring has got me so close to like getting a ps5 <laughs> it's got i'm like uh, i've gotten so close to like i just want to play elden ring it's a good one mm -hmm. i mean it's like it's intense though so i haven't playing it when i'm really busy i don't play it because it's yeah. like Oh yeah, I just worked all day. I'm gonna go. It's like going to work. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and it's just stress. You know, it's stressful. It's intense. Right. Um, which I don't have a, I have a problem with it, but I'm not always in the mood for it. Mm. Um, but yeah, Cyberpunk. It was just like, um, 
I did play it at my friend's house who had the PS or no, it was the Xbox four. Yeah. Xbox. Xbox. What what is it called? Xbox. No, there's Xbox one. And then what's the one after Xbox? Isn't there one after Xbox one? There is Xbox, whatever. I don't remember. Yeah. But it's basically, those were the shittiest ones. Like the PS4 Mm -hmm. version and the Xbox version were the the shittiest version of cyberpunk. And it was bad. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was like, uh, I mean, you're just saying like the show starts with like a guy in a rampage just murdering people and all yeah. the cops come to kill him, which which is what everybody does in GTA. Mm-hmm. Since like GTA 3, you want to try the game out, you just go on a rampage and it's like the, the mechanics of that have been figured the fuck out. And Cyberpunk, it was like we were doing that and like I wasn't dying. They weren't killing us. You could drive away from everybody. Like there wasn't anybody in the fucking game. There were no NPCs. <laughs> like it was like it was just really bad. And I mean, everybody knows. I mean, there's amazing videos of just how stupid it is. And um, but I do, I do think there's like things about the show that they had to do to like match the game. Like there's still nobody in the city. There's still like very like all these shots of the city, and there's nobody in it. And they're probably obligated to do that because, like, you know, you can't, you can't show how shitty the game is in the show. You gotta like, <laughs> depict it as it is. Yeah, um, you know, that's the interesting thing that you say because it's like, I figure because the game had such a uh, sort of troubled rollout and sort of uh, reception, so to speak. Uh, I do hear people still. F- say it's cool though i do know people from time to time that i'll, I'll be online and i'll see somebody yeah, talking about i cyberpunk. never played yeah uh, yeah i never played the story part of it and I, i'm assuming that part's better than what i was doing you know yeah uh, it's supposed to the more open world aspect right or just kind of like moving around and doing shit i don't know I'm, I'm trying to think like yeah i just feel that because the game had this sort of like I guess is I don't know if this game is a failure in terms of financially. I don't know. Um, oh, I mean, I think it's significantly. I, where it's from, like Poland or the company, or I believe I could be wrong, but it's like I think it significantly impacted the GDP of like the entire country. Wow. See, so I, I mean, th- it was such a successful marketing campaign. And yeah. They made so much money in pre-sales. It was right. like, I mean, it's a perfect example of like, I don't know, like the predominant business model like it's like the elon musk business model of today which is you just hype shit up cash out and then get the fuck out of there you know yeah yeah like, it's like the like the like the cyber truck ironically called the cyber truck and we're talking about cyberpunk yeah. cyber the cyberpunk rollout and the cyber truck rollout are very similar like you got people that put all this money into this truck that may never come out like like they did that you know what i mean that was like two years ago yeah. is that cyber truck ever close to getting people put however you know i think you had to put down a couple hundred dollars to reserve yeah. with cyber truck what is that was like before that was like early pandemic right or right before pandemic like before, yeah. yeah and it's like now 2022 there's no cyber truck like yeah Eventually. so I, yeah so it's like one of those things where it's like it's a, that's a very good sort of uh a comparison to make when it comes to <laughs> people bought this game right before it came out got all this money all this hype uh and then when it did come out um you sort of saw what happened um but i do feel like the the series right i feel like the series has uh it's good yeah and i, I do i like i like the series and and that's the thing i i didn't have any sort of 
I actually felt like this was its own thing. Like I really felt like because of that, like I felt like the series really never really had to sort of measure yeah. up to that. Like the expectation was probably like low, you know what I mean? Given like the game, it's like, well, this could be its own thing. You know what I mean? It so it probably would have been, yeah, it probably would have been shittier if it had been, if the game had been more successful. Right. Um, because they're probably like, just let them do whatever the, whatever the fuck they want. Right. Um, so to get into the actual series, right, um, it's kind of interesting because uh, there's so much about it that I really did like. Like I was, I wasn't really uh, familiar with, um, I believe, uh, a Trigger. I wasn't really familiar with Trigger. I know that they're like, they have a following and they're popular. Or, nor was I really uh, uh, that familiar with uh, uh, the guy who created Trigger and who created the show, which is the uh, uh, Hiroyuki, Hiroyuki Imaishi, Imaishi. I'm butchering Japanese names, uh, but I wasn't really familiar with him. Were you familiar with him before? Um, I know it did like Garen Logan. Mm. Um, I mean, I know like a couple like Titmouse people work with them. Mm-hmm. So like someone I work with worked on this show. Oh, cool. Um, doing like. I'm not exactly sure what they did, but it was like the 2D, I think it might've been advertisements throughout, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not, but yeah, so like, but yeah, it's mainly a Japanese, like I know it's like, I mean, it's a legitimate anime, you know? Right, legitimately. Yeah, and, and and that's one of the things I noticed sort of kind of is uh, the animation style and sort of uh, just for me, like to set the stage really, to like give people sort of, cause I do think, you know, Netflix releases a lot of shit and I'm always like, you know, I'm dubious of most Netflix releases, but every now and then they release something um, series wise and, and movie wise from time to time. But it seems rare on the on the feature side uh, that's worth like people's time. And uh, that's what I got out of out of out of this, you know, this uh, movie. Like it was yeah. like, oh, well, the, well, the, the first, series. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, the first episode really got me. I'm glad I watched the whole thing because if I hadn't watched to the end, there's like, we can get into it later, but I was like, I was like a little bit unsure about it. Cause I mean, basically what this is, it's like a black ops story. It's yeah. a story about a fucking black ops organization, like a, you know, special op, you know, people just like, like Blackwater. I mean, that's really what these <laughs> motherfuckers are. Yeah, the edge I was like, like, so about the first halfway through, I'm like, are we not really addressing that they're like just murderers? Like, and I don't know, there's like this aesthetic, I'm sure it probably has a name, but there's like a couple Twitter things I follow where it's just like, it's like military shit, but it's like combined with like weeaboo. It's like pink assault rifles or like, (laughs) uh, I'm sure there's like a better, more unifying term of what it is. And I feel like cyberpunk kind of does that. But I'm like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised in the future where you have like Blackwater people with like anime waifu tattoos and like, <laughs> I mean, even like Call of Duty, like they have like pink or you can color your guns with like cool <laughs> colors. You customize your gun, you know, and the idea of like customizing your body. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was like, I really was like, at first it was like, this is a little morally ambiguous, but by the end, they definitely bring it around. 
But that first episode, it kind of reminded me of almost like something like the Pusher movies. Oh, yeah. Where the it's just like yeah, yeah. the shit just keeps ra- ramping sure. up. Like his life just keeps getting shittier and shittier. <laughs> you know, seriously. But I do think the satire was the most in the first episode where it's almost like Brazil or like, uh, you know, just like the whole health insurance stuff where they like yeah. leave the mom to die because her health insurance is shit. Or like he gets the he gets the I guess these are spoilers, but it's mm-hmm. like gets the uh, his mom's ashes from a vending machine. <laughs> I like, actually okay. yeah I that, like, oh. yeah that aspect of it I actually found kind of interesting because I do feel like it, it definitely mirrors the society at least over you know in America. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I feel like it, it mirrors the society where we live uh, because you know it is you know situations where if you don't have health insurance and, and you and you're in dire need of medical attention. You know, a lot of people oh, are you're fucked. dying. Yeah, you're 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 fucking dying. dying. I feel like they really hammer hammer that home in this world and in Night City specifically. I believe like what do they call it? It was called the rich people have like the platinum premium plan or some shit. Or like oh, yeah, when you platinum. flat when you flatline, uh, like a trauma team like immediately shows up. Like, but if you don't, they're like fuck you. <laughs> like you don't get a trauma yeah. team, dog. Like you don't have insurance. Like I thought that was a, a nice touch. Uh, I did actually kind of like that aspect. Um. But uh, well, yeah, and I mean, it's like um, the whole idea throughout is like, okay, you know, you're giving yourself to this life of crime, and but in order to do it, you have to like rebuild your body, and slowly you become, right. you know, like this machine. And it's like if you do too much of that, then you basically have like, you know, PTSD. You go postal and you start murdering people. Yeah. And uh, so, like, metaphorically speaking, it's like, okay, I get, I get what they're going for. And at first, I was like, it's like, okay, that's an interesting metaphor, but it's like, they're not really dealing with like the the fact the humanity of murdering people. And then it kind of they kind of bring it around towards the end. Yeah, true. Uh, so we were talking about the whole like uh, the aspects of of cyberpunk being sort of like this weird sort of morally ambiguous uh at least in the first half like when you when you first start watching and you're dealing with these you know uh, you're they're they're trying to like sort of uh introduce you to like what exactly a an edge runner is and like a cy- or cyberpunk you know an edge runner and like and like you know we do it we, we do sort of we meet David Martinez who's the main character right he's the hero um and it like you like and like you mentioned um he goes to this this school right and the school is uh isn't the school named after uh the corporation isn't doesn't it have the same uh because the big corporation in this there's two actually i think militech which militech is like and i think i think militech is american right and i think um arasaka is uh is supposed to be japanese you know, obviously by the name, but because the reason I say Militech is American is because we, when you look at the the uh, the billboards, it says Militech made in the USA. Like, and like I noticed that. I don't know if you noticed that. Like this dichotomy of like these two big mega corporations that are going at it. One's American, one's Japanese. Yeah. Like, um, and the megacorps, and they even refer one of the characters actually refers to like uh, Adam Smasher, who who's who's like the guy we see at the very end in the last episode. But like that Adam Smasher, who's this guy whose whole body has been completely subsumed by tech. Like he's no longer, yeah, I think his, the only thing that's left is his brain, right? His Yeah, his humanity has been completely, completely replaced. Go, replaced. 
Yeah, he's like completely made of tech, right? But uh, they mentioned him being a hero of the fourth corporate war, which is, I thought it was another interesting little thing that is kind of like a yeah. throwaway. This I, mean, idea, I do think it's very like traditional, like in the genre of cyberpunk mm -hmm. is like this whole kind of setup of like, it's almost like the film noir. I mean, there's obviously like, okay, so like the big cyberpunk touchstones are like Blade Runner and then with the William Gibson stuff, so Neuromancer, I, I guess Neuromancer is probably the thing that this is the most similar to, like story-wise, because you're like, you know, working for shitty corporations. I mean, isn't that the truth? Is like, it's not really countries fighting each other anymore, funding wars. It's like corporate interests, and then um, Ghost in the Shell, and then obviously the Matrix is like. I'd say the first like super mainstream, maybe Akira, but Akira doesn't quite go into the same places. Um, but yeah. Um, um, but I don't know. The Militech doesn't really come into it till later on. Right? Yeah, they don't come into, but you, it's one of those names that keeps getting mentioned throughout the, from the very beginning, you know, sort of like Adam Smasher gets mentioned and he only to, you know, get revealed later. But like Militech is, I think very, fairly, fairly early on they used that you come across like the name and but it's not really you know a thing until you get to the later episodes and you really sort of because I, again the way they dole it out um and like i said like there's aspects of this you know like where i'm not really a uh, a big sort of um i'm not really big into sort of cyberpunk like at least not not like obviously like there's the hallmarks right there there's akira which you mentioned right like there's those there's those the bigger ones that are like really sort of that that's sort of what i know about and obviously i know about sort of more along the lines of what cyberpunk means in film you know what i mean when it comes to stuff like tetsuo you know um the the oh, yeah. you know what i mean like but when it comes to anime i know that there is a whole entire you know genre hey, of cyber I always refer to Tetsu. It's it's a racer head on crack. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a fairly accurate uh, description. Uh, I, uh, I love I love uh, I really do have uh, a love for Sukamoto. Or like, maybe meth. Yeah, meth is also an accurate. I mean, that's a great that's mm -hmm. a great movie though. I mean, especially mm -hmm. when it comes like low budget mm -hmm. movies where they had zero dollars and then they made something that's like truly visceral visceral and intense and you remember it like you remember the how do you forget the drill penis you yeah know? right 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 forgettable true but again yeah it's about like the the, the human the humanity merging with the machine mm -hmm. you know? yeah it's got that body horror aspect but also sort of like transhumanism um and like you know one of the, the thing that i thought was kind of cool was I mean, and again, this is a, this is a concept and an idea that like we've we've seen many times before. But but this idea of like David sort of merging with the, uh, with what is it called the uh, the the sand what is it the Sandevistan the sand the Sandevistan that's the name the of spine yeah it's a spine and it's called the Sandevistan and it makes him be able to sort of move super quick like you know um and and like this idea that like. The Sandy, as they kind of give it this nickname, it like drives its wearer insane. Just like all of this sort of like chrome that people put on these sort of like biotech sort of weaponry uh, or body enhancement things. Like after a while, like if you wear it long enough, if you if you use it too many times, um, you get like this 
they call you, they, you turn into a cyber psycho, as they say, like the cyber psychosis, right? Which is what, what we were initially introduced to, like you said, in the very opening, right? The very opening scene is a guy going full cyber, cyber psycho and like killing a whole bunch of cops. And then uh, until the like max tag, which I guess means like maximum tactical team comes in and has to like kill him. You know, uh, that's another aspect of uh, of the uh, of this story where it's like when shit goes down and these people like these body hacks, criminals sort of go ape shit and lose their mind. Like there's a whole other sort of tactical team that the cops have to bring out to stop specifically to stop these these people. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I really like the uh, the sort of I like the animation style a lot, but I, I like the sort of. Oh, like, yeah, it's yeah i like the hyper sort of like not only was it not only is it like super like hyper violent which is a very hyper violent uh series but it's also very like the colors are very like it's like neon and again that's i guess you know cyberpunk is known for you know that sort of aesthetic right like that sort of like hyper yeah. neon you know like you even mentioned like you know you were saying um the ref and pusher movies right where it has that sort of frenetic you know uh that frenetic kind of pace to it but i do feel like the the way some of the characters are, are like die in 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 this cyberpunk series is also very uh i don't know like you feel like everyone like in a way almost like watching like you know um or reading uh a game of thrones novel or some shit right where it's like you do really get the sense like, oh, anybody in this thing can die like because it's pretty much yeah. they all do <laughs> to some degree. You know? I mean, I think it's like obvious that the world is a shitty world mm -hmm. where you can die at any time. Mm -hmm. It's not a big it's like he gets over his mother's mother's death yeah. in like a couple days, mm -hmm. like a couple days. He's like, good. <laughs> like i mean you know, like, mom's dead all right I mean, moving it clearly bothered him yeah, you know right, he's right. like always he's staring at the urn the rest of the series <laughs> you know but uh like come on dude you get okay but i i feel like in that that's just sort of the reality of that world where everybody is kind of a piece of shit um, yeah yeah it is definitely a uh <laughs> a world where like everything is just very uh bleak but i guess you know a night city again a very um original title there but uh uh night <laughs> night city is a very uh dark place <laughs> that's why it's called night city it's very dark oh, yeah. um i don't know but i i there's something about it though that like uh i feel like that hyper like over the over the top sort of uh like i feel like you you either buy into it or or it's never gonna work right and I feel like with 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 this series specifically, I like I bought in fairly quickly. I kind of knew this. I was like, OK, this is what this is. And when you watch that through that sort of like that sort of lens, then it's like, OK, like you can really uh, enjoy it for what it is. Right. Because it's not like like you said, like, yeah. yeah, they make attempts to sort of, you know, um, have like some thematics in there and they make they make a, an they make attempts at sort of like humanizing the characters somewhat you know even though this whole thing is more about people um becoming less human in a way you know what i mean and becoming more uh more like machines and, and i guess it kind of in a very sort of surface -y, surface level way it it, it it does sort of touch on the idea of what it is yeah. to be a human right like what it really is to be a human <clears throat> yeah i would have more issues with it if like at some point the main character didn't murder an innocent civilian like that was mm -hmm. the part where i was like okay good i was like 
because like yeah if you are working for fucking blackwater i mean that's literally mm. what they did yeah, yeah and they were pardoned by donald trump mm. you know uh, yeah yeah because literally just massacring civilians <laughs> in fucking uh baghdad i mean that's what these people this do the, yeah, but it, yeah that's what you think it's like if your job is to you don't really work for a country you don't mm. really they don't really represent anything like even the main characters it's like I don't even think they make an effort to like say they're fighting the good fight against criminals. Like it's really a lot of times what they're doing is like retrieving data. It's like that's the most important thing in this world is data. We need the data. We got to get the data. We got to murder 20 people to get some of this important data. Uh, it's kind of uh, like how they harvest. Yeah, it's like how they harvest and like your Facebook sells your information. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> But it's like at the end of the day, it's like these, they are just kind of murdering a bunch of people. And it's like, there's got to be, you know, some, some psychological uh, repercussions for that. And there obviously is. I mean, I do like how after the like one episode, it's like he gets really swole. He gets like super big because <laughs> yeah. he's like jacked on all the fucking. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Cause, because I guess uh, Maine, who's the who's like the leader of the Edge Runners, who like basically uh, brings David into the fold. He, you know, um, uh, he does say, because one character dies, the guy with the long hands, I forget his name, right? He gets killed. He's literally his head gets shot, blows up in front of. Like, That's uh, like the classic anime annoying ass character. <laughs> character. <laughs> yeah, when he died, it was like thank. You're God. Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm kind of glad. I'm like good. He's out. Yeah, that was out my by far one of my favorite deaths. I was like, okay, we don't got to see this guy anymore. <laughs> Get him the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, but when he gets killed, good. he offers. You know, uh, main offers David like the guy's hands, and he's like, I don't want them. And he looks at his hands. Dave Main is like this big giant juggernaut looking motherfucker and he has these big metal hands and he's like oh you want mine he's like yeah he's like so all right when when I, if, if i zero out you can have them you know if i flatline and you can have my hands so when he does fully go uh succumb to the sort of uh cyber psychosis and like basically kills himself like uh um david uses the sort of uh the sandy to to get his hands and then real fast and then come back it's at the end of one of the episodes right it's like maybe the fourth or fifth episode and he comes back into the car and you see him holding these giant hands and then the next episode he swolled the fuck out <laughs> with fucking with fucking like yeah. the hands and uh yeah his, his body's fully modified now he's like he's got so much uh chrome on him that he's damn near like you're, you're starting to wonder like how much of him is left right you're like this dude has a lot of shit yeah. uh, uh, uh which i, mean, I you know like, and it's like pretty I mean, it's on its head. It's like, yeah, mm -hmm. your 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 humanity is slowly being replaced, and then it's like this non. It's like once you go down that path of like, you know, violence. It's like the there there's like an end date. There's like an expiration date on like the shit that you can do. You know, um, I don't know. It's good. I mean, it's. I feel like it's very like exploitation in its in its kind of right um structure and how it plays out i think it works best as a whole versus episode by there's some episodes in the middle whereas like what the like the when they get like doing relationship shit and i'm just like <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is just to me is just fan service it's yeah, just straight yeah. up fan service yeah. they don't even say what her age is they don't say what his age what is did. either i'm yeah. like if he was in high school he's what is he 16 17 yeah yeah, yeah that is I it 
that's an interesting that's an interesting thing about i was thinking that too i'm like how old is this kid david is like very because he's in an academy right we know that he's it doesn't yeah. appear, it appears to be high school it's not college right um so how old is the girl yeah. um, um how i mean i mean i'm not quite sure uh lucy right is that her name right lucy um lucy's yeah. his love interest and she's a a, a net runner um so i get the difference between the edge runner and a net runner is i guess the net runner can sort of like again it's, it's lot, uh, she can like hack it's a uh, what it like you know it's edge like, runners are boys <laughs> net, net, runners net runners are, are girls, girls as far as the shows yeah yeah and they get and here's the thing like and this is to the the whole black water uh aspect is that uh there is a character uh in his what is his name i think i did i write it down i think i wrote it down um uh, faraday yeah faraday so faraday is a got three eye yeah the guy he has a, he has four like eyes he has three eyes but he has four eyes but he's like a triple eye on like the left or right side of his face right and he's a fixer and the, these fixers are the ones who who have the they hire the mercs they hire the black ops I mean, guys you know what i mean he, yeah. he really is like the Blackwater character like that organization mm -hmm. is the one that's like doing really doing the dirty work and then uh whatever the group is they're just the hired guns for those people yeah and but yeah i do think it's like nobody's on anybody's side it's yeah. just like where's the money like we're gonna kill whoever the fuck we need to kill to get you know whatever money there is to make Right. And, and the character of, uh, what, what's I'm blanking on her name, the character of the, the other net runner who brought Lucy in. Um, she remember one of the things that she says is like, uh, in night city, you know, at some point you're, everyone's going to portray you. Like, so you have to sort of be ready. Like it's very on the nose, right? Like they, they make, they state yeah. it and it comes to, you know, it comes to be like, Oh yeah. Like what, what she's saying is true uh because she literally betrays her um and like really like you said like i don't know like it's interesting because on 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 some level you watch a series like cyberpunk edge runners and you could be like yo to be sort of in, to 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 analyze it beyond sort of uh a casual kind of way is almost like you like you can you can argue it doesn't warrant it right you know what i mean like like you could but maybe but but but, but yeah but but i would say no i would say it actually kind of does um you know but i can understand that impulse i can understand people to to like watch something like this and take it for what it is because it is something that is built to entertain right it is built to entertain and it is and, and in that way it's a successful thing um it's very yeah. it's very entertaining um I was not bored. There are some episodes in there, like you said, in the middle with the, they kind of kind of do sort of the fan servicey stuff with the sort of like, will he or won't they, you know, will they, you know, with, with the girl. And, and it's like, yeah, okay. But it wasn't never yeah. enough to completely make me write it off. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, you I know. mean, I do think it, I do think that stuff does sort of pay off at the end. The ending right. is good. Mm -hmm. The setting up that relationship, it does pay off. Um, but yeah, that that my thing in the middle. I was thinking, I was like, man, they are gonna make a bunch of kids join fucking Blackwater and just start murdering people. I was like, like I was like, I don't know if they're gonna bring this around. But I mean, you, if you think about just, I think maybe the bigger thing is just games in general or Cyberpunk the game. It's like, what games are people playing? It's like, 
the games are you murder people. Um, I, re I read this like philosophy book about games and they refer to it as not the military industrial complex, but the military entertainment complex. And it's like, uh, I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and that's fine. really what it is. I mean, what yeah. it's like, it's what sports were and now sports have sort of been supplanted with like esports, and it's, it's the same thing. It's like the ritual of, you know, seeing people fight to the death and, um, you know, there's like, in most of the games you play, that's really the goal is to murder Elden Ring. You kill everything. Breath of the Wild, you basically kill everything. I mean, there's games, there's different games that aren't like that. Like maybe Death Stranding is an Anim example of yeah, a game Animal, where Animal Crossing. They transcended <laughs> that. Animal Crossing. Yeah, Though yeah. that's the capitalist as fuck game. Yeah, it basically yeah. teaches you everything you need to know about capitalism. capitalism. Uh, right, right. Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but but it is a game. It's a calming game. Mm -hmm. It's like it's not it's not the same. It even that game, even though it's a capitalist game, it's not cutthroat. You're not doing it to dominate Tom right. Nook. You're not there <laughs> to fucking decimate him and ruin him. But pretty much it and I've played some esports like um mm. I play this game Killer Queen and at the end of the day it's kind of the same thing where it's like it's like the arena of the Coliseum, you know? And so like, you know, the idea that, you know, a show like that, it's just like super hyper violent and it's obviously going to be extremely popular. Um, I do think at the end it does have kind of this sort of moral message, but at the same time, it's like, man, I want to, I want to modify my body to be the ultimate killer and like replace my dick with a better dick. And I mean, I do think in like 20 I don't know how long it'll be, but I mean, this is definitely going to be a thing that happens where we're like replacing organs and, you know, upgrading your brain or whatever. Yeah, I, I you know, and that's the thing about it. Like and like you said, by the end, I, I did like the way it ended. I did. I do feel like by the end of the thing, it sort of does sort of they constantly keep saying like, yo, you can't get if you do this like David, if you go, you know, um, all the way with this shit there's only one out for you and you're not going to be, but he, but he still got what he wanted. Money. Right. He right, still right. got the money to help mm -hmm. his wife or whatever. And I feel like a lot of people in the military, that's their justification is like, mm -hmm. I got to pay my bills. Right. I got to get to the next level. I got to, you know, because a lot, you know, you're desperate to make money. So you're like, what do I got to do? And it's like, it's still kind of, even though he, he still gets to be a hero. He still gets to save the day. And he dies, but you know they're bringing him back for a second fucking season. There's no way they're not going to, like, revive his ass. But, like, uh, it still kind of justifies the violence anyway. Yeah. Um, and so, but, I mean, it is sort of an examination of capitalism at the same time and, like, being put in a situation where you have to do those things in order to survive. You have to do horrific things and then yeah. the toll that it takes on you, you know. I mean, it's all very obvious. Um but I think it works. I don't know if the game, I'm not sure if the game, no. <laughs> if the story is from the game. I don't know if the game has this, but it, but I do think the fact that most kids are playing games where they just murder people all day. I mean, it's something to note about culture in general. Yeah. And it's like, if you really think about it, like it does sort of mirror games in terms of like constantly wanting to like level up, right? Constantly wanting to buy more. I mean, because that's an aspect of all new games, right? Where it's like, you know, you got to buy skins and you got to buy, you know, all this other customize. customization, all this stuff that they charge you for, right? Like, because he keeps going back to that, like, doctor and he keeps charging him more money, right? Like, 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you want this? Well, it's got to be, you know, and it keeps upping the price. And I feel like that definitely mirrors sort of the game companies, right? right? Yeah. And I mean, game, and like, I think there's like these sort of theories about how like life in general has sort of been gamified and sort of commodified. Like, so now everything is part of an algorithm. Like, it's like, I feel like, I feel that way about movies in particular, where it's like, there's like a score. There's literally like you can quantify exactly the success of something, exactly what something is. There's no gray area. So I think more and more of that stuff is just going to literally come into this reality where, yeah, it's like you're going to have a score system. You know, I mean, it's like the Black Mirror episode or whatever. But I, I do think that's going to happen more and more where we're people. And I think it's something that people want. It's because like there's this solace in gaming where if you just grind hard enough, you get what you want, but life doesn't really work that way. But where people are going to try to make life more and more replicate this idea of like, Oh, I want to be a better person. I can just buy, uh, you know, a new, whatever, a new, I mean, that would be cool. I mean, it'd be cool to change what you look like and become whatever yeah. you want, you know, the transhuman thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to some degree it's already happening. Uh, I mean, I I kind of with, think I think this whole mo- this whole series is an allegory for Brazilian butt lift surgery. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. Uh, but in all seriousness, though, it is it is a part of our culture. You know, it is definitely a part of uh, society now um, in the current era. Like this idea of body modification, um, buying the things that you're not sort of born you know not only not only in terms of material things but like literally changing you know how you look physically uh and and buying new parts <laughs> for your body like whether that's organic parts or yeah. you know and in and in stuff like this where they talk about which which sort of people have been talking about is this merging of like you know the humans with machines and this whole idea of biotechnology and like that's something that's been you know um in the zeitgeist for a while now and you obviously have you know um you have like grifters like elon musk you know investing in shit like the Neuralink, and which is probably some bullshit but you know what i mean and and and, all of his shit is bullshit bullshit. it's all bullshit (laughs) literally his cars suck like all of his all of his businesses are crap like uh he's it's he's such a charlatan uh, and it's just funny yeah, to watch yeah. how people just like eat it up and like how they ha- he has. I think these- he, he, mm-hmm. yeah, the connection between him and cyberpunk, the mm-hmm. game in particular, are it's like, it's, it, that's all it really is. It's mm-hmm. aesthetics. It's like the reality in reality, they're not going to look like cool weeaboo shit. They're just going to be some bro with like a, a beard and who's roided out. Where's all, you know what I mean? Like has a Punisher logo on his car. Like that's really what it is. And so like, that's what I wonder is like, is this the new way to like, to sell this lifestyle is to like make it, make it anime girls. So it's not, you know, it's, and there's always sort of been a connection with sort of right wing stuff in anime. Which is um, very, which is very weird. Right. Which is, it is very weird that yeah. like that, that whole, like where, I don't know where that came from. I uh, maybe it's the whole idea of like because it's Japanese and the Japanese sort of uh, had their sort of history with being aligned with the Third Reich or I don't fucking know like it's just a very weird oh, yeah thing. I <laughs> mean yeah 
I don't know. It's very weird. I, I mean, mean but also there's there is a thing about the fetishization of like of sort of like uh, the Japanese sort of ha- sort of like specifically in anime and in, in, in manga, right? This sort of sort of Anglo fetishization, the way they draw their characters with giant eyes and features and shit, like which they don't have. You know what I mean? Like, um, there's something to that, right? There's something quite like maybe, and maybe yeah. that's sort of well, it's like appeal it's... of of some shit to sort of those people who are sort of I don't know in that kind of space. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. I, I just, mean, there yeah. is like. It is like a brain hack for like an animated character. All you got to really do is make the eyes big and they're cuter and it just hacks into people's brains and they like, they think they want to care for them. Like it's like a baby or like a, a cat or something. It's like, it just taps into the reptilian part of people's brains. But yeah, I mean, obviously the, that's why even people like complaining about, I don't know, like ghost in the shell like the live action casting and stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's always been this thing where they don't, they make a lot of anime characters not look Japanese. And that's sort of been throughout it. Um, I don't know. I mean, also like they were occupied. I mean, I think something about like the USA's relationship to Japan, where they literally occupied that country and just like used it as like a base, a military base for, you know, post-war bombed it into oblivion. I mean, I think Akira is particularly the manga is like the ultimate, like, cause they literally had an apocalypse. So like they do do post-apocalyptic stuff really well because they experience, I mean, I'd say any country that was decimated in a war experiences that, but it's like, they've always sort of had something to say in a different way than everybody else. And maybe it's just an aesthetic thing that they're able to do with yeah. just make it look in a certain well, way. But what's like, real, what I find yeah. very interesting about sort of things coming out of Japan in terms of like, you know, art and shit, like is that they are they are a uh, a society that is fairly uh, for a long time because of the sort of the way japan is positioned in terms just just from a sort of like literally it's an island right and like a big a big reason why they weren't sort of uh invaded in in and or were able to like withstand sort of being sort of invaded was because of that right like they were able to sort of like not like they were very isolated for a long time right and until sort of like the the until that sort of american occupation happened right uh i feel like for a very long time japan was this sort of uh for lack of a better term like hermetically sealed society but when that occupation occurred um and sort of america you know the west sort of came to japan they sort of like and when that finally ended it sort of left that sort of japanese society with just enough of that sort of western like shit that exposure that it kind of like made this sort of new sort of like unique thing now that we see in in like their films and what's well, like they, they make, you I know feel like I mean? they they just took from everybody else but they just mm-hmm. did it better yeah you know yeah. technology mm-hmm. they just did it better mm-hmm. um video it, games i mean they're it, still it, the best it, it, it feels like they applied that sort of that that sort of japanese ethos to the sort of shit that the west was doing right you know what i mean yeah. like that's sort of like because again that is it is it is a an honor culture right there it, it is it, the culturally they're very different 
than say, you know, the West, you know what I mean? Very different. So I feel like that does filter into sort of like all of the things that we see coming out of Japan to this day. Like, I feel like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's definitely changed a lot. You know, it's definitely one of those for a long time, Japan, and even, I guess, even today to a certain degree, it is still kind of viewed as like a place that's always been sort of ahead, right? Like ahead. Uh, but in a weird way, behind too. Like, you know, if that makes sense. Like they're, they're you know, because I remember back when, before cell phones became, you know, before we entered the smartphone era, right? The cell phones that Japan had were like already damn near <laughs> what we see today. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, and that changed obviously after Japan had their sort of economic. Nokia, right? Yeah, but remember, Japan had that economic crisis themselves, and that sort of changed a lot of that. But I do, I, I do feel like they still retain a lot of that sort of. Uh, I don't know. Like they, I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe because I'm just from America. Maybe it's just that I view them in a way that's, you know, that's probably just completely tainted by that. Like you know what I mean. I'm always sort sort of thinking about how I view sort of the rest of the world because I grew up in this fucking, you know, capitalist hellscape. Well, for me, <laughs> it was like when I was a kid, I had a friend, I was like pretty young who was Korean and he had like the Dragon Ball manga and it was in, I'm pretty sure it was in Korean and that was like, I think before the there was, before it was on TV, before it was like really anywhere. And it really blew my mind because it was like one of the more violent things I'd ever seen. And then I think it's the same thing with the movies I saw, like Vampire Hunter D or Akira or, you know, it was like, I think that was my first exposure to like, extreme cinema because it like slipped through the censorship stuff because it was animation yeah where you you know you probably blockbuster video you couldn't get you know the live action shit but you could get you know vampire hunter d or akira or whatever and like that just uh, shit just blew my mind and um no i had this same thing um those specifically vampire hunter d i remember akira um <clears throat> shit ninja scroll <laughs> like like oh, yeah. uh like those these there there were titles like that kind of like you're right they kind of like slipped through the cracks because i feel like the sort of uh live action sort of films like that which were definitely being made during the same time that you weren't really able to get those at that time but you could definitely walk into blockbuster and, and get akira or vampire hunter d um and yeah, you're right. It was sort of like a lot of people's probably gateway into sort of uh, the more sort of extreme elements of like yeah. Japanese sort of art and, and shit and then like it, that. Yeah, and definitely mm -hmm. Dragon Ball Z or or like Pokemon or definitely when when uh, yeah, Pokemon shit just sure. went straight mainstream. Yeah, and then everybody everybody was into it. And I mean, I knew my high school. I knew a lot of anime people. I knew a lot of um. Weeaboo. I, <laughs> Weeaboo. I used to be more into that, you know. No, I don't. I don't watch anime as much now. Mm. Uh, but uh, you know. yeah, I've actually started to get back into more, like starting to watch more anime again. Uh, because I have for a long time, I definitely had stopped. Um, 
but as of late, I've been returning to it a lot, um, which is another reason why I wanted to do sort of uh, an episode with you about this specifically, uh, is because I do feel like, I don't know, like there's something about it um, that's very different. Like even now, like given sort of the way things are made today, right? Um, like there's something that's, when I return, I noticed this when I returned to like the anime I've seen in the past and sort of uh, some of the newer stuff, right? I noticed that it's still sort of, uh, it still sort of exists in that kind of like, I don't know, maybe I'm romanticizing this a lot, but it feels a little bit more pure. It's definitely, it's definitely, um, it's definitely capitalistic as well, fuck. But, it was but, like, it was before, it was before like anime was really like an identity where you'd be an, you're an anime person and that's who you are like that uh, or otaku culture. It's like before that, it's just like the shit just was so good. Every, it just everywhere in the world. I mean, Akira was just so good and the manga is even better really, but like, it was like an art. I mean, Akira is like more of like an art movie. I think Ghost in the Shell is more of an yeah, art Akira movie. Like to they this... played at theaters, you know. Yeah, Akira to this day is probably one of my, probably one of my favorite films. Period. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like it's definitely up there. And the manga I know is like you said, it's you know it's even, it's even better than that. Well, yeah, but... it's like the, where the movie ends is the the it's like the second apocalypse, and then mm. it's everything after that apocalypse mm. is like the second half. And, um, but I, I feel like it's all Akira, the manga has everything <laughs> in a, yeah. in like a graphic narrative medium. I don't think anything is like, I, and it's been ripped off by everything like stranger things, obviously. I think the way superhero movies are done really take from it as well. And I really, you know, by the end of the series, it's like they've just become gods and it's like warring gods <laughs> fighting yeah, yeah. Right, on like right. an, another plane of existence. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, my son really loves Dragon Ball, um, Dragon Ball Z, and it's basically that. That's it. Like, it's just, at this point, they're just gods. Like, they're just gods fighting each other. Like, you literally have that the character of, uh, what is his name? He looks like Anubis. Uh, forgetting the damn uh, character's name. He's like in the super, he, yeah. he literally has a looks like the dog head it's like it's like literally gods like at, at this yeah. point you know what I'm, i think his name is like beerus beerus or something to that effect um i mean i think what's the genius of dragon ball z is structure i mean it's basically it's a soap opera that's really what yeah. it is yeah and uh but it's like nothing happens in <laughs> all of it all of it but every episode you're just waiting and they're building and they build and they build and they build and they build and like maybe the final episode they have of, of this of this the season or whatever mm -hmm. something happens, but it's like the way they structure it's like it's like a drug. It's, it's the Hitchcock, young. It's, but it's the Hitchcock yeah. bomb under the table thing, right? Yeah. It's like where you say there's a bomb under the table, and then you just have two characters there, and you're just like the whole time. Now that it's the same shit, they just sort of you know they're gonna fight, you know, or you know like these Saiyans are coming, they're coming to earth and you're just waiting. <laughs> they're slowly, they're yeah, slowly yeah. gaining power. They're like, yeah. they need more power. And then yeah. they have numbers and the numbers yeah. get higher. <laughs> yeah. Your power right. levels and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Ha! Your power level is pathetic compared to mine. I mean, I still, this day, I still, I still have an affinity for it. I think it's entertaining. It's fun. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's the most basic, but it's, and it's kind of hilarious, but it's one of those movies. It's one of the movies. I mean, they do have movies, 
Uh, in fact, there was just a Dragon Ball movie that just came out. But, oh yeah, uh, new one. Yeah. Yeah, I took my son to see it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Um, it was enjoyable. Um, uh, uh, he he really liked it. But but it is one of those Dragon Ball as as a series and as a as a franchise, if you want to call it that, which you can. Um, I feel like it is. It's a gateway drug. Like it is definitely a gateway drug into sort of not only other anime mm-hmm. but but manga and stuff like that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like as I've gotten and then the manga is something that I feel like has gotten way more uh popular. At least at least it seems that way because when I was younger, I don't remember it being not only as available, but also as a lot of it seems to be young people, a lot of young girls are into it. Like every, every time yeah. I go into a a Barnes and Noble like the one section that's always busy is their anime section. And it's one of their bigger sections now. I mean, anime, their manga, sorry, their, their manga section. Uh, it's always busy. Like I'll go and I'll be like, you know, and I'll see like all different types of people. Like, and they'll be walking to the counter with like 10 books, you know, like 10 different volumes of fucking Chainsaw Man or, or whatever is the new anime. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just read uh, recently, I read the, it's the Junji Ito book about cats. It's like, it's Which just one? about his cats. I think it's, what is it called? Um, I have a few, I, I still like- Cat I def- Diary maybe? Yeah, I, I think I know I, what you're talking about. I have a few but it, Junji Itos. I like Junji yeah, Ito a lot, but like I have- It's not really, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's not like, really a horror one. It's just like about getting, it's like a slice of life kind of thing about his, his actual cats. Mm-hmm. And um, it's great. I mean, it's just like if you I mean, like I, cats, if you don't like cats, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. I, no, I like I like Junji Ito, so I mean, I'll give anything a shot when it comes to him. Like, I definitely, you know, you have like Tomie and and fucking obviously, you know, um, Uzumaki and like uh, what's the one? I have I have that book, but I don't know where it is on my shelf. But it's the one. It's not. It's it's got that orange what is it called i'm blanking on it but junji ito is one of those again one of those he's got to be now his like i walked into a uh i think it was like a meyer i don't know if you have they don't probably don't have meyer where you're at uh but it's kind of like a walmart like i walked mm-hmm. into them to there and i was like walking through like by the they have like a a book area because it's like a big giant store and as I was walking by, I saw like they had like Junji Ito coloring books. And I'm like, this is a store that's not, it's not a, it's a regular store where you just go buy like lotion, shampoo, food, yeah. groceries. Like the fact that like you can find just so readily available a Junji Ito product in stores kind of speaks to how big he is now, which again, I always, yeah. looked, always thought of him as somebody that was fairly niche, probably big in Japan. But it seems like, again, it seems like all of this like stuff has and i guess you can account some of that to the fact that we live in you know the time of the internet with the internet yeah Yeah, i mean before it was like the way to even see anime it was like the fan subs or the fan dubs where you literally i I mean i have some where it's Mm -hmm. like a vhs that somebody taped off a tv in japan and then somebody subtitled it and then they're like selling that you'd like pay some random person to get it in the mail um but now it's all, and now, and now there's like there's even streaming services specifically for anime. Yeah, I have a, I have the crunch, no, not the Crunchyroll. I have the, um, 
what is it funimation i have that because my because my kid like uh, i got the funimation uh uh stream and and they have a lot of good stuff on there i was like browsing it the other day i'm like they even have some actual movies that aren't even anime on there um movies that are based on anime but but you know uh Yeah. yeah they have a lot of they have a lot of stuff on there and just to think like that was something that like i would have loved to have when i was a kid like because well, i almost think that's what my issue with it is now mm-hmm. is like part of it was that it was this thing you had to search for yeah. yeah and now that you don't really it's like you can just find it whenever you want it it's like i have less desire to like search it out which is stupid <laughs> you know, it's dumb for me to think that it's like oh now that i like i'll just it'll be on amazon prime we even have really good movies and i'll just like mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know what it is that i well you know it's funny because like i've said this before i've said this on other episodes and i've said this to to different people you know um over the the past couple at least a couple years like that like we live now uh at a, in a time where things are so readily available and so easy to find but yet i see so many people all the time asking like what do i watch or where it's like what do you mean like or or they'll complain about you know and i do my fair share of complaining and criticisms about some of the big stuff that comes out but i also do like find shit all the time you know what i'm saying like I, like i found your shit like you know what i mean like like yeah. it it's 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 like no dude like you know that like there's so much shit out there that all it takes is just the ability to actually look for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not even that hard. Um, yeah. So it's kind of weird where it's like uh, there was there was something to to sort of like the investment that I used to take before, where it's like you had to go to this weird store that was probably you know not even in the town that you lived in, um, and special order some shit maybe a from weird overseas. comic book store yeah yeah like a weird dude and, basically yeah. like the comic book guy from the simpsons right there was always a dude like that yeah yeah <laughs> kind of like gate gatekeeping shit like who wasn't <laughs> they were always assholes, assholes. Yeah. you know i have something to rant about for a second it's mm-hmm. like people are like oh um gen x was cool gen x is they're all they're compared to all the generations gen x is cool it's like Gen X people, especially when it came to media, were fucking assholes. assholes. Yes, yes. If you liked anything that was considered not cool, they would shit on you. They would say you were a piece of shit. Like all those otaku people were G- yeah. Gen X people. Yep. You're and I feel right. like that history has been erased. The idea, like, like if you're, if you're, I think the original high fidelity is a good example of what it is, but I, I don't think it was toxic enough. Mm-hmm. Like the idea, like who you are is represented by the shit that you like. And yeah. now I think because of the internet, people are chill now. They're like, you can like anything, you but want. like back in the day, you had to have an impeccable list of the shit that you liked. And if there's anything on it that was questionable, <laughs> you were, you were openly mocked. Yes. you. And, yes. That was definitely a thing and that, that extended to, of music that extended to mm-hmm. comics music, film yeah. yeah like motherfuckers would look at you like you like this bullshit get the fuck yeah. out you know what i mean and make you feel like shit right um mm-hmm. uh and those in every you're right every comic store um has... and i think that was very that was very prominent in mm-hmm. anime culture mm-hmm. in a, on a toxic level like now that's kind of especially for women i'm sure mm-hmm. where it was like oh you don't really like this right. you, you know the whole like, it's yeah. like the yeah. you're you know, name three bands or whatever, on, yeah, or yeah. name three songs of the band of the t-shirt kind of shit. <laughs> like, right, yeah. right, right. And you know, it's sad because it's like, 
it is cool that like people are allowed to sort of like shit now. I mean, uh, and not sort of at least, at least. I mean, I do hate the let people like shit sort of uh, cliche saying that people say now. I really it really annoys me, but I do think it is cool that um, because usually what when people the people that say like let people like shit are usually saying that it's not okay to criticize anything, and I'm adamantly oh, yeah, like that. Mar Marvel movies. right Marvel because it's usually yeah. sticking up for the biggest giant corporations like it's yeah. sticking up for one of these like megacorps like uh or Osaka or, or Militech like you know what I'm saying like yeah. I mean you know it's like you're like defending the fuck you you know what I mean like I'm not gonna not criticize this they thing. don't need like, your help, help like right they're already making billions of dollars fuck you you know that's how but but there is something too like I do like that like it is more socially uh acceptable for people to just like you know, shit that's just whatever. Like, you know, like it can be something that's more mainstream yeah. or silly or whatever. You know, like there is something that's nice about that uh, for sure. I mean, I remember getting movies like that where you had to find them and you get them and they wouldn't even be that good. But I was still into it because it was like the whole process of getting the thing. Mm -hmm. I I would I enjoyed it way more than if I just streamed it. You yeah. Know? And how many uh, movies, how many movies specifically like movies, how many movies that are like sort of now revered? How many of those movies, if they came out today, uh, would be? Um, and what I mean to say is some of the movies that became revered, a big aspect of why they became that way was because people had to do all of that legwork to get it. Yeah. Therefore, they focused on it more than they would if they just came across it on Tubi. You know what I'm saying? Like they, 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 because they reviewed it even more. Like I, I went out of my way to find this thing. So I'm going to actually pay it attention. And, 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 and you probably feel a level of, uh, sort of investment in the fact that like, I have to at least take something away from this. Cause I went across town to get this thing. It took, I had to wait a month. So I'm going to take yeah. something away from it. And how many films sort of got uh, a sort of critical lens put on them because of that fact by fans you know what i mean that probably if they existed some of these more culty type films if they existed now and they just were released on a streamer like would wouldn't you know they 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 they, they wouldn't get that you know um so i think about that too a lot all the time where like a lot of these movies like you were saying like it, maybe they weren't even that good but they got elevated to something more uh just from the simple fact that like people were just more uh apt to give it, or even if it's a coping mechanism, like where it's like, shit, I, I, I spent yeah. seventy dollars to get this thing over here yeah. from fucking Japan. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, what yeah, I'm saying? it's like it's not even necessarily a good thing. I feel like mm -hmm. it's just kind of explaining the psychology. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel that way. Even like, I think the best example of something that was sh like people thought John Carpenter sucked throughout the nineties. People forget that. He yeah, people forget he, that. People thought he was a fucking joke. They thought his music was shit. No one liked it. But then the culture just sort of shifted. And now, like, that whole phase where he remembers it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He'll he never def forget. He definitely remembers the shit, though. <laughs> you know, he's like, you can tell how much it hurt him. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that bad period. Like, I understand that. Like, I understand when, like, you're like, and it's too late. Like, 20 years, like, when your shit comes back 20 years later it's too late like you can't yeah. really you it's it means something but it's it's you can't as an artist you can't really get over that trauma you know like you yeah. can't yeah yeah like,
uh, yeah, it's it's kind of funny how like John Carpenter is now like, you know, pretty widely accepted as like a goat tier everything film. even they're like even his shitty movies they say are good and i'm like what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about ghost dude? of mars is amazing it's like bro come on stop i love carpenter but stop you know what yeah. i mean like you know yeah everything has become like been this revisionism has been christine is a masterpiece i'm like it's a fucking killer car movie dude yeah it's people like... you know what people were hyping that up like a lot recently they were you know in the past couple of years they've been like christine is really this underrated gem of a movie and i actually was like you know what I don't remember it being that way, but I'm going to go back and watch it. They are fucking lying. It's listen, it's still shot like a Carpenter movie, but you can tell Carpenter did the movie as a, the way to get out of sort of like he had a slump. Yeah. yeah. He needed money. Yeah. And this was a Stephen King thing and he did it and he executed and he's a professional and he got that done. And that's exactly what yeah. that movie feels like. And to sort of put any more on it than that is sort of disingenuous and sort of like a revisionist, you know? Like, I mean, that's the horror thing though. I mean, I will, what I will say about horror culture is it's just like, don't watch anything. They, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They'll sit yeah. through it and like, you know they also have the worst they love taste. it they also have the worst taste like and, yeah. and i love this as somebody of of like the horror sort of like uh, world like i will say openly like that like yes horror fans are are very generous but they have the and this extends beyond the fans this extends to sort of the people in the industry who work in any capacity in the horror uh genre right like they have the shittiest taste like they will elevate shit that's like it's like it's not there like you know what i mean like <laughs> like they will make something that is not like you're like okay yeah even stuff that's like good you're like oh yeah listen that that's good but you it's not what you're saying <laughs> you know what i mean a like masterpiece right they were like, it's a masterpiece yeah. of play it's like no st you, you stop like it's good though okay like i liked it i enjoyed it but it's you know what i mean um and that's kind of speaks to sort of uh the sort of genre as a whole where i feel that's what the good part about the genre though is the good part about that genre is you're free to do whatever the fuck you want. You know what I mean? I mean, it's also rooted in low budget independent filmmaking. filmmaking. So yeah, yeah. pretty much there isn't any other genre you can make a no budget movie in and mm -hmm. kind of make it work. Every, it has a chance of very, being profitable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, you make a science fiction movie and it doesn't look like, cause I did. And it, and if it doesn't look like fucking, uh, 2000 Avengers, <laughs> yeah, Aven it doesn't look like Avengers Endgame. It's <laughs> shit. This looks like shit. It's like, well, well, first of all, Avengers Endgame kind of looks like shit, but uh, it kind of looks kind of looks like it was shot on a, a back lot with green screen because it kind of was. Mm. Uh, but you know, yeah, they've been uh, going down. They've they've definitely their quality has been kind of going downhill yeah. as of recently. I feel like yeah. they've because I feel like they've Marvel feels invincible at this point, right? They feel like yo, you know what? We can pass off a lot of this lesser shit as she hulk we got she, yeah she we have the shitty she hulk series with like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that i've refused to actually watch a full episode like what no, i've seen i'm never gonna watch i'm never gonna I'm watch sorry. it i've seen clips of the of, of it and like the character like just from the clips like they'll show like a clip scene i'm like this character is annoying as fuck i don't want to watch this <laughs> i mean you there's know? like so many female bodybuilders nowadays like mm -hmm. if it was an actual female bodybuilder they painted green i'd probably watch that shit like right. well, there's I, absolutely no reason they couldn't do that and I, I get the sense that like they don't understand this the sort of because i'm familiar with the the actual comic right and i remember sort of like the way that the original writer would do interesting shit of that comic because that comic was just created a little backstory behind it is 
that when they made the uh, I don't know if you know this, but when when they had a Hulk TV show, right? Um, Stan Lee was 70? so yeah, the, the, Stan Lee was so I watched it when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. So Stan Lee was so worried that because they they had there, there was a part of the stipulation of them making the show, uh, and I forget the 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 TV, uh, I forget the network that that put out that series, but the network had a clause that said any character that was created, uh, by the show when they wrote an episode that they would own the rights and to that character. So he got really, so Stanley was like, we need to make a She-Hulk now before they do it on the show or, or, or they'll own it. So that was like, Stanley was just like, make a She-Hulk. Right. And so, so when he hired the, you know, they made the She-Hulk. One of the, the things about that, that, that it was created for cynical purposes, right. One, but also it was a very cynical sort of comic, like where like the writer would do shit like, the she hawk would break the fourth wall and talk to the writer like I, you know it, the writer was like you, you got me in this skimpy outfit you're a pervert like i know what you're doing like why are you doing yeah. like you know shit like that like and i feel like uh and again i haven't watched the show so i'm not going to completely cast a whole entire opinion on something i haven't watched because i feel like that's like you don't have much i don't fuck it i do that all the time <laughs> no but uh i will say this it doesn't seem to have that kind of like um spirit to it at least I get the sense that it doesn't. And from the people that I know who have watched it, who've told me about it, they've kind of confirmed that. Like, it doesn't really kind of understand why it breaks the fourth wall or how, like, the comic, the original comic was having fun with the form of the comic, right? Like, it was playing with the form. It was doing things like fucking yeah. with it. And I don't get the sense that the show's even on that kind of wavelength to even be, like, it's not fucking with the form of a television show. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it was, you know, she would break the fourth wall and like turn and grab a remote and switch out of the out of the fucking Disney Plus app and go into another app, <laughs> like doop, doop, uh, get out of, cool. go into be into another show on some fucking other. You know what I mean? Like they would be doing shit like that, um, as opposed to sort of you know whatever the fuck they do because I don't watch any of these Marvel shows because I refuse to. But you know, <laughs> uh, I don't get the sense that you know that kind of shit is even would even be allowed. You know, like I don't feel no, like. No, I mean, I feel like Marvel just has an, an aesthetic, and that's just mm. what they do, and that's, that's just it. There's no being shitty is an aesthetic, it. yes. Yeah, <laughs> being shitty is aesthetic. <laughs> Our aesthetic is being shitty. Uh, well, no, it was like mm. the whole like Edgar Wright getting fired off of Ant Man. It's like mm. you know what his movie was gonna be. Like you know what the fuck it was gonna he was right. Gonna why, do why wouldn't I like, mean? Here's my thing: is like if you look at Edward Edgar Wright's output post the last uh post basically the, post hot fuzz that yes, was like that's about to say. yeah 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 great and, movie. and and you could say that ends world which is lesser lesser sort of peg in in fucking right collaboration it's a lesser of it but like you could mark i looked at that as like the sort of point where you're like everything post that it just it's a downward slide like you know i tried to watch his more recent movie the like last, last night in soho, night. I, just, soho. Yeah, I, couldn't I couldn't get through it yeah, i was just like yeah. uh, it's like I, he's trying to do i just i really hate it's like it's like him he's doing the tarantino, tarantino thing but he's doing it for british cinema mm. and aside from ken russell <laughs> <You're> british right, cinema right. is boring as shit and i don't give a fuck and even even, even the guy like, like I'll it. even admit it, I'll even admit it. Like there's a lot of British cinema that I feel like I like Mike Lee, right? But I will say that like I understand that like not everybody's gonna like a Mike Lee film. Like there's a level of like like 
I don't know. Like, you know, and like you're right, Ken Russell's an exception. I mean, yeah, Ken Russell is basically mm-hmm. if Stanley Kubrick did acid, mm-hmm. like if he did drugs in his life, he would have maybe done some shit like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like women, what is it? Women in love? I mean, or it's my favorite. Love. I love my favorite Ken Russell's is The Devils. I mean, obviously. Oh, yeah, like, that's his best. That's the best one. Yeah, yeah, I like I like Layer of the White Worm. I like that one you know, too. Uh, that goofy movie tommy where they're singing <laughs> uh, altered states is awesome Alters, um, yeah 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 you know ken russell does a lot of like great shit but you're right in terms of like british filmmakers uh outside of him i'm like i said mike lee but even again like there's not a lot of but yeah I Edgar, mean, it's... Edgar Wright riffing off of that shit doesn't really kind of I mean I guess you can I guess he's trying to like reference the hair the hammer shit because you know the hammer horror sh- oh, shit yeah. you know what I mean which is there, that that definitely was a very sort of I mean you know what actually my favorite British movie of all time though is Crawl I absolutely love <laughs> Crawl it's I think it's so good. I grew up watching that as a kid. I thought Kroll was awesome. Yeah. He had that fucking yeah. star thing that he threw with the blades and came with the fucking... Oh, the glaive. The glaive, the glaive. Yeah. The glaive. Fucking love that. The fucking Cyclops monster. The fucking quicksand. I saw that movie yeah. so many times as a kid. Yeah. Like, you know, I need to return to that movie. I'm pretty sure it's not good, but I... <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it actually, it holds up because I watched up. it. Yeah. I'm watching like, it. <laughs> everything you... And there's like some sequences that are really fantastic sequences. Mm-hmm. Like the um the the uh the this the spider sequences is really awesome um i mean yeah it's got some flaws but you know if you liked it then you'll probably like it now Uh, yeah i agree Uh, i i agree that like edgar wright riffing off of that shit is just kind of funny to me but like i feel like you know edgar wright is so uh, and this is probably the reason why I, I'm just no. I used to like really be into him, and like now I just find him completely an uninteresting sort of filmmaker, is because he's he's given in to like trying to be uh, important. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like he wants he wants to be like no dude, make the funny shit like like and mix yeah. it up. Do what you do best. Like stop trying to do like and like you know I'm not trying to limit you as an artist, but I feel like it's forced. I feel like it's not natural. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't feel like you want to do it. Like, I don't feel like... I feel you... like he's lost. He got... Yeah, 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 he yeah, kind yeah. of lost his way. And... Uh... Like, Baby Driver. Like, I'm like, I'm watching Baby Driver, and I'm like, this is like crime film karaoke. Like, this is like not... Like, it's like, yeah, it's like you take reference these movies, right? But, like, you miss all of the stuff that makes the genre interesting. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you got the cool sequences. You can, you can reference uh driver you can reference like all of these like classic sort of crime films but don't you understand like the crime film is not about the caper it's about everything that happens around the caper before and after and the consequences and the character shit like like the caper is if it's a good caper that's just a bonus but you're looking at a guy who's like only understanding things through set pieces only understanding things through the sort of like i i the uh, iconography yeah. of fucking genres you I mean, know what i'm saying I think one of his biggest flaws is casting. I think that's true. That casting was pretty bad. He does, yeah. he does weird casting in all of his films that a lot of times it goes against the nature of the movie. And I feel mm. like the early movies uh, is just the casting was great, you know. Um, well, again, he's been working, you know, he's when you're working with like people that you've been working with from the very beginning, like and then like you transition into features and you start doing stuff with them still. Like, uh, I feel like 
he was telling stories about things that he knew about. Like, yeah, he never was, he never experienced a fucking zombie apocalypse, but the movie wasn't even about the zombie apocalypse as much as it was about a guy breaking up, you know, <laughs> you know, it was this friend and like, you know what I'm saying? His friend dying and yeah. going through a relationship problems and, and he's being a fucking, you know, a guy from England. Like that was sort of the heart. And, and that, that was like, and even hot fuzz. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's riffing on like these big giant American cop movies, these bad boys twos and all this shit, but it's set in this like very sort of boring, like rural esque middle of nowhere, English, you know, town. And it's like playing on all of the fucking, how funny that is. Like how funny that, like, it's so boring here. What if like a action movie took place here? You know what I mean? Like there was, there was layers to it, right? There was layers to it that like when he goes out and tries to do a straight American production of a genre, like a baby driver or a fucking last night in Soho, it's like, it's lacking in all of that because it's like, he doesn't know how to, it's almost like he doesn't know how to approach material because he has no reference point other than to reference sort of the movies he likes. Yeah. But like those other movies were more than just the movies you liked. They were your life experience. You know, you had something to say and you use the genre as a fucking envelope. Yeah. I always thought he would do like a really good Ghostbusters. Like that was like before they had ever made any new Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah before they I fucked it up. He, yeah. <laughs> I felt I always felt like he could do the 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 minimal action required, but then mm. the I, but now I don't think that. But I, I just remember, like it would have been better than like Paul Feig or, <laughs> or fucking uh fucking the the director's son who basically wanted to do a fucking Amblin film <laughs> mixed yeah. with. Mixed I never with, saw the new one though. I don't, don't don't don't. Okay. Okay. I do have a question, okay, because okay. you watched Gozi last time. Yeah. Um, have you seen Imprint, the Masters? Yeah, of yeah, Horror? the Master of Horrors one that got that got banned. That uh, one was fucked uh, up. Yeah, I, 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 I was hyped about that when I, I remember when I first was like, oh, you can't even see it, so I made sure like to get it when it came out on DVD. <laughs> like, I was, I'm going to watch this fucking Mike Imprint. Yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember that shit. Uh, that was one where I had to turn it off and like come back to it take a break in the middle of yeah the sequence. yeah it goes Mike goes you know like you know Mike does Mike <laughs> he fucking uh yeah yeah he goes he goes uh he doesn't shy away from fucking that shit um somehow that's a actually a good movie but Mm-hmm. I, that's one I don't recommend to many people. That's for sure. Yeah, it's not one. It, it is one of those. I don't even recommend movies like Audition, which is a more mainstreamish uh, Mika. And that's just kind of crazy to even say that, but it really is. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking fairly. Uh, it's not like Visitor Q, <laughs> or yeah, or some fucking you know you know. I mean, even though it is like basically like a feminist movie, it's still. I'm just not really a particularly big fan about torture in movies in general. And the way he does it, it always gets me. I'm Cause I know it's not real. I know it's fake. And I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's why anybody talks about him though. It's his tour. It's his torture shit that put him on the map. Yeah. And then basically Eli Roth took it and made mainstreamed it. I guess saw mm-hmm. it too. Made yeah. it mainstream. I, you know, it's funny because uh, I was I, for, I always forget that like Mike is in Hostel. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like I, I remember seeing hustle when it came out but like never never time i think about it, like yeah i respect i respect that though it's like yeah. at least he gave a shout out yeah I mean, yeah i always forget that i'm like oh yeah mike wasn't yeah he comes out of the thing like you'll lose all your money in there yeah yeah uh fucking yeah <laughs> uh yeah i'm a big like i don't know like gozu is such a you know that one i i think you could show to a lot of people and they would they would like it and it shows yeah. his darker shit without being without being there's like yeah 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 there's his fun movie is like uh happiness cut to curry is like a really fun one yeah yeah um i'm thinking i'm got uh she's got that fucking one that's based on the manga with the what is it called uh damn it what's the name of that what's i'm gonna have to look at uh the Mike movie where the 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 godhead thing is like killing all the students uh and it's based on oh, um, um i've seen stuff from it i've never seen the movie but i've seen images yeah it. he's got that's kind of it's definitely over the top but it's fun like he's got movies like that that are like pretty pretty fucked up but like still like Mike manages to like make dark shit where you're still kind of have it still feels kind of fun which is makes you feel kind of weird uh, you know when you're after you watch it you're like why did i think that was kind of fun even though that kind of like was fucked up um he's like i don't know it's an it's, it's an interesting it's an interesting he's aspect to him. He's definitely one of the most proficient, like actually good filmmakers that makes mm-hmm. fucked up shit. So many of them aren't that good at making movies. That's true. He could have just been a legitimately res- well-respected <laughs> dramatist yeah. in Japan, but yeah. no one would know who the fuck he is. So he was like, you know, I think he really wanted to put his shit on the map. So as the gods will. That's what it is. Okay, yeah, as the gods will. Yeah, that's I think that's based on a manga, if I'm not mistaken. The, f- the first one I ever saw of his was Full Metal Yakuza, which is just—it's <laughs> kind of just whatever. Yeah, like yeah. A... Have you seen Lesson of Evil? No. Holy shit, bro! <laughs> like, um, it's basically—it's about this teacher, right? He's like a very like popular teacher. Uh, at this high school and uh but he's basically he's not who he says he is more or less and like it culminates in like him like locking all the students inside of the high school and killing them all with a shotgun um it's fucked <laughs> up dog you don't think you can make that in america in you're, you're, right you're like yo what <laughs> the fuck <laughs> yeah it's like you yeah. could make that in Japan until now, probably. You can't. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because that came out, like, I think it was, like, 2012 or something like that. Yeah, so, you know, um, I mean, we're here. That's, like, a fucking American reality. I mean, I guess. I mean, the teacher's typically not doing it. It's usually, like, either a student or some rogue person coming in and shooting up a school. But, yeah, to have a movie like that uh, being made at all, regardless of the... Uh, who the shooter was i don't see that flying um <laughs> i don't see that flying. speaking of mass shootings or mask pointless murders uh cyberpunk <laughs> starts Sorry. with one yes it does cyberpunk has a lot of that like honestly you know that's another aspect that i really uh didn't really think of upon like watching it but you're but now that you say that it you're right there is a lot of like senseless sort of killing of people like who are just innocent like who just happen to be you know 
in the fray. A lot so of cops get murdered. Well, cops aren't innocent, so you know, but but yeah, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, the guy yeah. who kills everybody at the beginning, where the spine comes from, that was like a military person. So yeah, like yeah, yeah. Depicting a military person that's like super PTS, super fucked up from what they've done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's also, but but for example, uh, David's mom gets shot in in a drive pretty random like they're just shooting at another car they shoot through their car kill you know what i mean causes wreck she dies you know what i'm saying like a random person being killed you know what i mean or you know obviously when david kills that 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 woman you know she's a completely just works wanted to go home to see her son i mean to me that's like the most important thing in the series like i feel Mm -hmm. like if you didn't do that i would definitely be like this is this is a questionable piece of entertainment <laughs> for people to be consuming, but because they, and the fact that he dies, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Which is another thing that I kind of was like, is he going to die? I'm like, and then when he died, I felt like, okay, that felt right. Mm-hmm. It felt like, okay, you know, because I feel like there's another version, of, a shittier version of this where he lives, you know what I mean? And, he's just the hero. And yeah, it's he's, like, yeah. Then everybody is going to leave watching. But when he know, merges with that fucking, like, uh, cyber skeleton like it's like imagine him living after that it's like you're not even a human anymore at that point like you know what i'm saying like he's like this you know like he's basically what you know um fucking adam smasher is at that point you know what i mean like he's not that far off you know what i'm saying from becoming that's the next step if he was to live the next step for him would be adam smasher which is completely devoid of all humanity at this point you know what i'm saying like he's just a fucking killer you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, yeah, like. And I guess if there was a theme of the the whole thing, it's that like in order to win in this world, it's like you have to sacrifice your body and then you also have to sacrifice your mind mm-hmm. to the war machine. And it's like, what are they even really fighting over? There's no, there's no goal. It's just. It's, but here's supremacy. the thing. But yeah, but yeah. the stakes are the stakes are are kind of implied as in terms of like the stakes are, you know, you live in a capitalist hell state hellscape, right? Like so, yeah. you're gonna either live like David was living, which is not accepted. You know, he's going to this prestigious school, but they don't want to accept him because he's not of a certain class, right? But his mom's got him in there, right? And he's going through all that shit, right? But then also like, you see, she can barely she's forgetting to pay shit, you know, because everything's everything is fucking, you know everything is taxed. Like he, he has to break back into his apartment because the rent's behind, you know, his mom dies. She can't get the proper medical treatment because she doesn't have the premium health insurance. Cause she's paying all this money to send him to this, this fucking, uh, Arasaka Academy or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, those are the stakes. The stakes are the world surviving in this world. So it's like, yeah. it's like you either, you know, find a way to sort of get money or you're just going to perish you know what I mean? Which is kind of mirrors the real world. I mean, <laughs> like it definitely mir- oh, yeah. mirrors American yeah. capitalism, you know? Um, and it's like one of those things where like, that is the, 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 the sort of, uh, the, uh, no pun intended, the animating sort of element of the characters in this fucking, you know, anime. It's, 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 it's like, Oh, like what else are you going to do? You know what I mean? The corporations own everything. Like, you know what I mean? The court is everything's corporatized. It's literally like you have these mega corps and in, in like even when like the character that looks like basically a ripoff of Harley Quinn um, 
when she's uh, like, uh, that <laughs> she's was like, one of the cooler characters. I liked her. Yeah, yeah, I really, I really liked her. Uh, she was like, "Fuck the corpos," and like, you know what I mean? He got really this like anti-fucking corporate. Like, that's gonna be the character that's like the most cosplayed. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, and no even her question. death when Adam Smasher, like, you're like, "Fuck, man!" I didn't didn't want to see her die. I was like, "Oh, that sucks." You know what I mean? Um, or the scene where you're introduced to her, where like she's distracting the guy, so she gives him a hand job. You're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Oh yeah. Like, remember that was weird. I was like, okay, this is I knew I was in the, I was watching anime for real when I saw that shit. I was like, okay, well, I'm really watching anime, not like some yeah. fake anime. This is like, okay, like what the fuck? Uh yeah. And how was, old is that character too? That's that's all right, because she's so she's so petite and small. You yeah. could if you told me she was grown, I would be like, okay, but if you told me she wasn't, I would also be like, Yeah, okay. Like it's not really clear how old she is. Um, all I know is that the guy, the most annoying character, was her brother, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> like he was the most. Who annoying. reminds me of some other character mm. from another anime? I don't remember which one, but he's like a combination of all annoying anime characters yeah. and the one person. <laughs> fucking so annoying when he got his head blown off. I was kind of like, yes, uh, thank, thank, thankfully he's gone. <laughs> uh, with his long fucking weird hands and yeah, uh, yeah, it's a very weird character. Uh, but there's so much about this that I, I I really found myself like I'm like I'm thinking like yo would Netflix greenlight anything like this that wasn't anime and I'm like no they they wouldn't no you know what I mean like just think about like like what have they made outside of like anime that even begins to sort of feel like it's treading in territory that uh isn't sort of a hundred percent um ironically corporate approved you know what i mean like like yeah. uh given the sort of uh well it's it's all it's another example of anime sort of getting through where live action definitely couldn't do it like right and that's another reason why slips I f- through, yeah. and, and what you just said right there is a reason why i found myself gravitating back towards it again um a lot a lot more like later now in my life is because i get the sense like oh yeah anime kind of is like one of those still one of those spaces where you can get away uh with more things because you have uh sort of less oversight because it's viewed as it's anime like you know like people just drawing shit as you working in animation um i'm pretty sure i mean you have your own sort of experience about doing you know animation but like i do feel like it is a one area where if you're not making explicitly kid-based con like hate to use that word but kid-based content like i feel like you kind of probably have a lot less uh people breathing down your neck about sort of subject matter and more about like probably time constraint based shit you know what i mean like you know like stuff more like that's what it seems like to me from 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 an outsider i mean correct correct me if i'm wrong i mean i would say this was probably i'm just assuming because like Mm -hmm. the cg pro cd project red was listed as a producer Mm -hmm. my guess is they paid for some of it Mm -hmm. like so maybe they were bankrolling it either way whether regardless of what netflix wanted to do Right. Yeah, I got that sense, too. Uh, I got that sense that, like, this is one of those things that, like, Netflix came in as, like, a third party and sort of, like, was, I don't know if it, they bought it after it was made or because they do that a lot or they were involved, like, just like, OK, we'll release this if you guys make it. But, you know, it had I some. Mean, 
some kind of uh, deal in, in place uh, i don't know uh, cyberpunk the game fucked up but i, I guarantee mm-hmm. you they still made a shit ton of money like uh, yeah of course i definitely i did definitely i remember they had a they had like a whole i remember seeing a, a whole like cyberpunk playstation <laughs> like it was like oh, a, yeah. a cyberpunk themed like you could buy the whole console that looked like different colors and it was like cyberpunk themed uh, that you got with the game. I mean, so I worked on another show. I can't say what it is because it's not released, but mm-hmm. it was another anime kind of show based on a game. And it was just bankrolled by the studio that made the game. It was like, uh, and games scene. That's another thing that people, you know, I think people do know it, but I don't think people probably think about that. Is that the game, like these companies that make these games, Hey, make so much money. They could easily bankroll shit like that you know what i mean yeah. like you know like it didn't it was nothing you know because like game the most most game releases the big ones you know make way more money than like a movie you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. so like yeah of course they could completely bankroll a whole entire this anime is me like, guessing i don't know mm-hmm. what the fuck this is but mm-hmm. um well i mean just i know again like i said this is i know it's trigger and i know that like studio trigger uh one of the reasons I found out about this was because uh, I just saw people posting it, like I think on Twitter, like just randomly, and like people were like, "Oh, this is Studio Trigger." So, and I was like, "What? What is Studio Trigger?" And then I kind of looked into sort of like, "Oh, okay," and seeing some of the stuff that they'd done before, and like I'm like, "Oh," and, and then like the actual the the guy who 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 founded it was the you know the the Hiroyuki Imayashi guy, like all of his credits in terms of like the things that he worked on himself, like as just, uh, you know, not in, not even in the sort of capacity of being like the head guy, but like doing like drawing stuff or, uh, for like uh what was it? Like neon Genesis, uh, Evangeline or whatever. Oh, yeah. He was like, an, he's like Evangelion. a key, he's like a key animator for Evangelion. Yeah. 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 Uh, like stuff like that. That's like, another one of the classic, like, right. That shit still, um, it just never went away. It's like mm-hmm. always on. It's always streaming. It's like streaming on everything. <laughs> it is. It really is. Like everything you, has it. You can find it on every streaming service. <laughs> it's like literally. I don't know how they how they're able to get that uh, deal in place. But like, but that but mm-hmm. that's another show where it's like everybody's underage, and there's questionable <laughs> shit. Yo, but Japanese... when I saw it, I was their age, so yeah, yeah, it made total sense to me when I saw it. The first well, you time know what's kind of strange it. about that, right? Is like I've been like, like I've been reading like uh, Ryu Murakami uh, novels and shit, and like one of the things that's interesting about reading his stuff is like when he talks about sort of like Japanese high school girls, and like introducing you to the sort of idea that like there's a problem or there has been in the past. I don't know if it's currently, but there was a problem with like young high school girls uh, selling it. That's what they called it. Selling it as if like basically, you know, having sex with older men for money, just on just because they wanted money. Um, and that's a cultural thing that to the point where it was such a problem that like the, the actual government like had to like make a fucking some sort of, uh, legislation or something about stopping it like um and you really think you really like sort of like think about that for a second and you're like you know what the fuck like you know what i'm saying like yeah. like you know like uh like like culturally like you know we have our own issues over here uh but i don't remember a time where like uh that kind of thing was 
viewed as well, such a viewed, church. yeah viewed as such a problem church, maybe. right but viewed as such a problem that like it's de- not only depicted in sort of like art but it's also like the government's like no you guys are doing this too much it's like not cool like you know what i mean like uh that's kind of like yeah you know i don't know i don't know so when i watch some of that stuff you know i i do kind of think about it from that kind of standpoint too where i'm like i'm always trying to suss out like okay like culturally like uh like what is that like wh- what does that mean like why why <laughs> like you know what i mean like because it does it does make you feel very kind of weird and sort of especially I mean, when, but it's like that shit happens in real life and right, it's it, like and, and then that's a, you can never depict it unless it's specifically a movie about it's like oh this is the pedophilia movie <laughs> they come out every so often where it's like yeah. literally a movie about pedophilia then it's like a drama it's yeah, yeah, Oscar yeah. Bait. Yeah, but that's all we get. Facts, and I, um, I'm I'm always big I'm on. I'm not that. saying it should be depicted, though. It's it's well, that's, that's the thing, though. That's yeah, that's the fine like, line that, like, when you when you talk about it, it's like I'm not advocating that it should be, but I'm not advocating that it shouldn't either. I'm just always questioning the reasons because that's just how I do. Like, I question the reasons why I do things, right? Like, so if you make something, you, of course you're gonna question the reasons. Like, you're like, okay, am I depicting this because I I want to have something to say? Are, are I'm trying to make a point or this is I'm just artistically doing this for whatever reason. Right. Or am I just doing this because uh, why? Like, you know, it's, it's good to sort of like investigate your sort of, you know, your reasons behind doing shit. Right. And it's but like I mean, if you oh, I would say, like, if you're making a movie that's geared to a younger audience, mm-hmm. high school age audience, mm-hmm. which I would say what this is, this is for. It's for right. kids. I mean, I'm sure adults are watching it, but it's like. If you're but you think what, heist- what you think uh uh this mo- this uh cyberpunk is for kids it's not but it because that's like, what I was because when I was watching watch, who's really playing the game who's really watching the I've show like well well again I watched the show you watched the show we yeah. ne- I know I've never played the game we're yeah. grown so I'm just wondering like who else because I'm watching this and I'm like yo they got like murder like people get in their head they got fucking nudity they don't really have i'm surprised they didn't have an actual full-on sex scene because it felt like they were like building towards that because as much nudity and shit that's in this shit like i'm like they refrained on that which is interesting which uh that's a that's a very american thing right yeah because that's what america does america's like we'll show you all the violence but we just completely take the sex out of it. Like sex is bad, but you can like decapitate people and shove bombs up their ass and blow them into a million pieces all day. But the moment that you have like a man or not only a man naked having sex with either a man or a woman or whatever, it's a problem. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't depict that unless it's lesbians. I feel like lesbians are, are, are the new sort of safe sexual depiction now because I, it's weird how that happened. Like maybe it's because like, I don't know, like, there's no implied penetration. I don't know. Like I've been trying to unpack that in my brain. Like why, why is like, like that the norm now? And like any other sex that's involving a man, you know, I was watching the the new game of Thrones (laughs) Mm -hmm. and uh, there's like, there's like a sec that go to like a brothel and there's like all Mm -hmm. the sex. And I'm just like, so turned off by what <laughs> is supposed to be titillating sexuality. I'm just like you. Can, I don't. No I, way turned on. I don't think that Amer. Amer. I don't think that at least at least the the filmmakers and the people making stuff, uh, 
on a studio level, be it television or, or in or film, I don't think that American filmmakers currently have uh, the ability to depict, to make titillating. Well, you know art. what it would be? It would it's be like sexy. Two you know, people, they're just hanging out. They're having a good time. They love each other. They're, they have like a conversation and then they make love. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing disgusting about it. There's nothing uh, dominant. It's not really about domination. It's just about two people making love. You couldn't show that. And it's like, that would probably turn a lot of people on. But it's like, instead, it's like, what, Fifty Shades of Grey or like. Yeah, some weird, like. I don't know. There has to be a negative. Pseudo BDSM shit. Yeah. Yeah, um, be a negative. Not that, it's, not that the BDSM is a negative thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even trying to like shame people's kink, kink shame anybody. I'm just saying, like, it seems like there's certain things that are just now deemed to be safe, ironically, that weren't previously. But then, like, the older stuff, the, the sort of more, like, the more, um, the more sort of, I don't know, like, weirdly casual kind of like, sexual depictions aren't like the stuff that you would just see like if two people met and they had sex like you don't see that anymore <laughs> you know what i mean like you just don't Maybe slasher movies had that but yeah yeah again, like right they yeah. die for it they and it's not even about it. the kind of sex they depict it's just like oh two people like each other and then they fucking have sex there's like not a lot of that anymore like i don't know it's it's a very it's very it's interesting i don't know I mean, other countries have it. Obviously. Yeah, other countries have it, and in and it is here, but it's in the it's in the independent space. You have to look for sort of indie stuff that's doing that, but you're not going to find it at a studio on a studio level. You're not just because of unless it's, it's a, Game of Thrones, where it's kind of sleek. It's like it was like watching Skinamax. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones, but even that, like, I don't, I haven't watched uh, the House of Dragons yet, uh, so I don't know how they go into it in that. But I did notice that like the change from, you know, the first, you know, obviously the biggest change is that they ran out of books and it's they made it suck. But like uh, the first four seasons, <laughs> the first four seasons, <laughs> like if you notice the change in sort of the, yeah. the the way that they depicted even that by the last two, it's a drastically different. Like they were a lot more like uh, me- measured and um, I don't even want to say thoughtful because I don't even think they were thoughtful. Uh, about anything let alone the sex i don't think they were thoughtful like i don't think they were thoughtful about plot or anything so so uh but it was interesting to notice the change in the sort of way that they handled that as opposed to when they first started like you're right at first it was very lurid and sort of like you know like just it it seemed like it was like they had like a like the roger corman sort of like titty titty ratio or something like yeah you know like definitely they got like an algorithm for right it felt like that yeah it was something like it's like because you're like every episode okay i'll just expect this now like okay this is going to be this and it's going to happen and it's like okay whatever uh and then by the end it was just like hmm, that's okay i don't know i couldn't i couldn't even honestly say if it was an improvement or not because the whole thing was went so downhill that I just view the whole thing through. Yeah, I stopped before it got bad. There was a point mm-hmm. where I just stopped, so I never. I don't yeah, that's the smart thing to do. Like, but again, I probably will watch the new House of Dragons. Uh, I I won't watch that Lord of the Rings one. I have I <laughs> I have been watching that, and it's like, how how what's your thoughts on the new Lord I, of the Rings? It's not good. <laughs> that's like, <what> <laughs> I haven't stopped watching, watching it, it, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> I really don't. I... So it's like when people say when they watch like uh, 
what is it like when they watch those uh shows about like uh the housewives of such and such or housewives mm. of it's like they'll, they'll openly say it's not good but i just keep watching it i like you know what i mean like i watch the real housewives of fucking atlanta or the real well, housewives like, of hollywood or whatever it's mm. like i want to see where it goes it's like i mm. want to see if it devolves into complete shit or if they <laughs> somehow pull it off by the end i you know it's like yeah uh i have very little faith <laughs> i have very little faith in them being able to well, like, just because i know again like and again i fully admit that i'm i'm uh, someone who has a certain level of inherent bias uh but i just and i say this all the time but i just know the types of people making shit now um the types of people that are uh more often than not in the positions to be showrunners i know how they i know how they make the rooms I know people in those rooms and there's just no way that you're going to get a, like a high level of quality in most situations. Uh, like there are, there are always exceptions. Like you can point to one or two shows. And you're like, well, this was, and usually that's a strong sort of a strong showrunner with a clear vision and sort of someone who's like capable of like, hiring people that are just aren't their friends you know what i mean yeah. uh and and like really dedicated to making something good but those you can count those shows like on one hand um and 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 the the, the rest of them because there's so many shows now the rest of them are just all fuck you know what i mean it's like you hand these people these 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 beloved properties and they're gonna fuck them up like even if they were talented like they're gonna the, the probability of you fucking up is very high but most yeah. of these people are like I don't even know if talent, they don't have talent. I, they may be competent. They may be uh, capable of executing a blueprint. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of a, uh, But I don't like, there's no creativity there. Like, like their creativity is more so from the craftspeople that, that work. Like, you know, when you see like a cool effect or some shit, it's like, there's more actual, like with people that are below the line, a lot of times in these shows, like yeah. then there is, then the people that are like above the line who are like behind the scenes, making the shit go. It's like, actually, no, it's like all these craft people that are like this, from the cinematographers to the effects people, to the people like, like when you're talking about like, Oh, you remember that scene? You look how that seems like, Oh, look at that, that, that great, like one shot that they did. Like that's all shit that like people behind the scenes don't get enough credit for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're making oh, the yeah. shit look, they're shining the turd because the script was already bad. You know what I mean? Or, or the idea was like hack nigh or hack knee, however you say that in fucking. <laughs> and like, so, so I look at a show like game of Thrones, which is, has all the money in the world thrown at it. And, uh, and I'm looking at the people creating it and I'm like, yeah, they have all this money to play with. Uh, but is it going to be good? Like, no, probably not. Like, uh... there is one <laughs> character that you're really supposed to like that. I just hate <laughs> I won't say who it is. Just see, that's a problem, though. See, that's what you just said. That's a problem with a lot of the shit. It's like they make a character that you're supposed to like, and you hate them, and they don't well, understand. Okay, I'll say I could say who it is. It's the elf lady. It's just like I knew who it was, but I never even seen it. She's just <laughs> such an asshole, and it's like that's the She-Hulk. That's the She-Hulk problem. It's like you don't have to be such an ass. It's like that's not how you solve like she's literally trying to do diplomacy with an entire nation and she's just like 
fuck you, president of this entire country. <laughs> fuck you. And I'm like, that's not how you do. Because the, the, because the girl boss ethos is uh, is on is in full effect in all of these shows now. And they think because they don't interact with people in the real world, they interact with people sort of in Hollywood at these certain like levels, like where they that that stuff is viewed as okay. But it's like in the real world, you're like, you're not a I don't care if you're a guy. I don't care. Like that's an unlikable person. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you like would be killed. I mean, you would, would be, be like... yeah, they would murder you. Like whether you're a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. They're like, yo, this person is a, this dude's a dick. Like, we're gonna get, you know, like who wants to fucking like, you know, like in this idea that like, yeah, there's annoying characters like that all the time. Like I just find it I mean, funny. as someone who's been an asshole in my life and <laughs> yelled at people, it's like no, you don't just get to do that. Like, there's repercussions. Like, <laughs> like not everybody's gonna take well to you just fucking being a dick to them. Like, yeah, like, no, yeah, like, they don't like it. You know, it's not, yeah, it's not a pleasant, uh, pleasant experience. I will say, like, I really like the dwarves stuff. Whenever the dwarves come into it, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. always into it. Uh, why? <laughs> I like the dwarves. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, that's definitely a. Uh, uh, a, a fetish no <laughs> uh no i don't know dude i'll probably watch it maybe no i won't i'm not i'm lying i'm never gonna watch it. i couldn't i can't really <laughs> recommend it to anybody but i'm, I'm, I'm never like, gonna watch figure, it i'm just gonna watch it now so i don't because i there's mm. no way in hell i could watch it all at once like mm. it doesn't have that and i keep saying that eventually i'm gonna watch house of dragon i mean but that's there's, there's a likely better I, yeah it's better than there's that. a likelihood that i probably will never get around to it but that's at least in the queue to probably watch but that game of thrones uh not the game of thrones that that lord of the rings one i'm just i'm not even like i'm not even gonna i can't i I feel like i'm more interested in it because it is like jeff bezos's fan fiction and i'm like really fascinated in seeing what a billionaire is like this is his dream it's like i don't know if we've seen that level of of uh, but my thing is this how much actual involvement this base i think have i think a lot you think he does i do that's interesting because yeah. i'm wondering i've been yeah. wondering that the whole time i'm like okay clearly he wants to have he was inspired by the success of game of thrones right the initial success and wanted to have the biggest show and he was like i'm gonna throw all my money into the most obvious thing which i'm gonna go get tolkien's fucking game of thrones shit and i'm gonna make it on a big scale and like boom but i didn't know I, I, i'm always since it's since it started i'm wondering like how much involvement is he like it, it do they have to like go through him in terms of like i like, think he like made the deal like i think mm-hmm. he like i know he was spearheaded the whole thing heavily like, involved yeah, with it yeah. and uh which normally you'd think that was a bad thing but for me it's like i want to see it's like i kind of <laughs> want to see the thing crash and burn or succeed you know what i mean it's like right right well he's gonna run it like a corporation which he yeah. would, you know and like people will be like well he's successful i'm like i'm like okay Yes, he successfully created a giant monopoly and yeah. <laughs> uh, con- conditions where he controls and dictates the terms. And so therefore his- When you pee. Yeah, yeah. He decides yeah, yeah. when you pee. He made the evilest thing possible. So you're like, yeah. So like if you create the conditions where like you're the only winner at all times and yeah, of course, it's going to be like, because you're like limiting everyone else's options, right? So it's like, okay, but it doesn't, does that necessarily make him a good business person? And even then like- so do you think that's going to translate into a good show? Like him making a good show? Is he going to run it like a Amazon? Because if he, if he runs the game, if he, if he was to run the show, 
the Lord of the Rings show to be successful like he did his other company, then he would have to go start buying up all the other streaming companies or pricing out the streaming companies yeah. or doing that sort of Martin, that sort of model, which is like, you know, uh, you know, like, I don't know, like you want to watch Game of Thrones. OK, well. You can watch Game of Thrones on HBO, but um, I've also sort of bought the rights to stream it and and I will let you stream the whole show for free uh, uh, forever in per, 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 uh, perpetuity, or you can pay for HBO or he would, you know, some kind of weird yeah. illegal thing that he's like, that would be the way he would succeed. Like if he ran it the way he ran Amazon, like, but if he's just like, he's never proven that he could create uh, some sort of popular uh, piece of art. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, his model's all built on other people's shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Amazon I mean, sells other people's shit. You know, there's like a couple shows I worked on that are on that were like Amazon shows, mm. like Vox Machina. That's the that's the D and D podcast that became mm. a show. Um, the I mean, the boys. There was an animated version of the boys. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I can't. The boys really is the boys is. I feel like the boys is is is. I don't have, again. That's another show I haven't watched. But I do feel like the boys, people are actually watching the boys. People like it, yeah. And people do like it. I know that. Like, you know, I don't know. You can never tell how much uh, reach anything has because they're so secretive about all this shit. And there's no way for you to actually really quantify it. You just have to go by what they tell you. But the boys does seem to have some sort of uh, reach. Like, it does seem to be like people do like it uh, and people do watch it. So that's a, that is a show that is, you know, for Amazon, one of the shows that you can definitely point to and be like, okay, well, that's a show. There's that, that Refn show. I love that. I love the Refn, the show. one that, that basically got all the people fired. He's not even trying to make movies anyone wants to see. I really respect that. Like, uh, What is it, Too Old to Die Young? Or yeah. Some, some shit like that. Like, yeah, I love that shit. He's like, he just was like, I'm going to make like eight movies and like one of them is going to be like 30 minutes. <laughs> and the rest will be like two hours and change. Like, I just, I just fucking love that whole shit. I was like he got away with that like um and then immediately everyone that was involved with getting that got fired <laughs> but i was like it was worth it in my opinion like those oh, people yeah. those people should get hired somewhere else they probably did uh <laughs> but but i was like yeah more shit like this that gets <laughs> i was like who the fuck wants this i do i i want this this is this is what i want <laughs> i remember watching like neon demon with my mom <laughs> my mom was so pissed off and it wasn't even because it's fucked up. It was just like, what the fuck? She was just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Which is a fair response to have when watching Neon Demon. Because I was even like, yo, what the fuck is this? When they're like taking a shower and they're like, and then they're like, it's like this fucking, <laughs> the lighting and the music and these women are showering these models and they're like eating a guy, like the the girl spits the eyeball out. And it's like, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And the whole buildup before that, you're like, the way the movie it's like yeah it's a it's a very insane uh yeah uh i'm looking forward to um what's the fucking the cowboy movie he has uh that, that just i think that just was at the festivals um copenhagen cowboy or whatever the fuck it's called uh i'm looking forward to the new refin um i will watch anything refin makes um because even if it's bad it's I just think it's, it's something right. It's, it's just interesting. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like even when he's like off, you're still interested. I mean, like, I do think his best movies are probably the pusher movies. I, I would like to see him like 
go I, back to that style again, but I, I just yeah, I really like the pusher movies. They're up there. I do think my favorite refin though is, is definitely Valhalla Rising now. Um in hindsight, but I do think the pusher movies are like right next to it. Uh, the Bronson trilogy is also really good. I really like Bronson too, but Bronson is one of those movies too that like I haven't returned to in a while, and I'm more I'm interested in, in how I feel about it. Uh, because I do feel like it is a very performance driven movie, obviously, right? It's it's all about like yeah. fucking Tom Hardy going, uh, <laughs> going full Tom Hardy in like every scene. Uh, uh and I like yeah. that, you know, and it's obviously shot with a uh, with that sort of visual sort of panache that Refn kind of has uh yeah i don't know dude like i'm just interested in like shit like that shows like that because that's not even a show let's be honest it's not a show it's like what it was like too old to die young is not even a show it's not <laughs> it's a fucking experiment it's a it's a it's a cinematic experiment uh under the guise of being a series it's not it's something yeah. else it's something other it's he's just unique. like he really knows he just like he this is what he did he was like let me just slow shit down so we don't have to film that much. And we just fill up all this time with nothing, just people standing and looking and which I love. I love when movies are like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or, or, or like he still has one of my favorite. That's still has one of my favorite car chases in modern car chases, the car chase with the fucking electric car. And just the fact that no one has did that until he did that. At least yeah. like, I haven't came across it. Like, you know, like I was like, I've never seen anybody do that. Like, oh shit. Like, well, yeah, like this fucking electric car just, just just making the electric car noise, just just speeding in the chain, then it runs out of battery. You're like, yeah, that's what would happen. Like it's fucking like what so yeah, like Refn's great. I mean, I and 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 I don't know, like to get back to sort of uh fucking uh cyberpunk. Um I'm interested to see if 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 Cyberpunk is just a one off or if they do come back. Like uh, I think they will. I mean, um... uh, I'm wondering if it's it seems to have like I said, I don't know if these are bots because it could be bots, you know what I'm saying? Um um but I, it does seem to have a lot of people at least in my Twitter feed and maybe that's because I've because I look at the shit so it's going to appear in my timeline, but it does seem to have like I see people posting about it, you know, it just came out, but I have seen a lot of like it seems to be something that is getting some level of like uh visibility and like people are actually yeah. seeming to enjoy it. And like like I said before, uh I really liked I, I just really like the, the if anything, I like the animation style. Like I, I Yeah, really, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. show and like mm-hmm. the compositing is really good, mm-hmm. which is like important to that style. Um it it kind of has like some of the anime style animation where it's like mm. they're not animating shit. Right, it's just a still frame. Right, right. But like yeah, yeah. there's still really great animation in it. And, and honestly, I feel like it had to have stuff like that. In right. It you too. just know it's like I had noticed that where I'm like, okay, this is just a still frame with some motion tracking in it. Like I like, get like, a moment or it's like <laughs> like the zoom it still the works. Yeah, yeah, it still works. Yeah, like, I love when like I see that type of shit in anime. It's like okay, like I see what you're doing. Like okay, like you just like cutting this in real quick. Like, <laughs> uh, or like they'll do like I did notice there was this, there was a really great like extreme close up uh, at the end of like, on one of the uh, late uh, middle episodes of David where you see his eyes and he's got like sweat beads and it's like it's just him. And just holding, you're like, this is just a still shot. 
and then it'll like blink just to like add some motion to it he'll like blink yeah. and it's like okay like i was like i was like okay i see what you're doing like i i i, I, I like the little kind of like i mean that's like something that as a compositor sometimes mm -hmm. they'll have you do whether they'll be like can you take a blink from the past and like add mm -hmm. another blink it's like we need another blink or um i think one of my favorite shot parts of the show is mm -hmm. when he's like getting more chrome or getting more pills when he shouldn't get them and the the, the like the surgeon is like mutating into like his like fingers are like going crazy <laughs> and then he's like a hundred eyes like <laughs> yeah. My favorite part. yeah they had a lot of like and that's another thing too there's a lot of like uh trippy sort of uh visual sort of uh sequences in this where it's like it just goes like obviously when he when he uses uh when he uses the fucking uh what 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 the fuck do you call it the 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 what is the name of that damn spine metal spine he has <laughs> i just said it like know. the sin this this uh the sand devastan or whatever right yeah. the sandy i just like they call it the sandy when he uses the sandy and it's like obviously you know it's got that like that motion uh like the trails of like him moving so fast so it's got like the colored shadows almost like you know of him moving multiple. yeah that's definitely like a compositing right it's a and, and like but then like as it as it progresses into the series and he does that like they start to like add more shit to it and it gets to a point where it's like some of it's like real trippy like you know what i mean where the sequences are like very like almost like you know you could get a seizure watching some of it it's like yeah, fucking the, glitches, the complete yeah. uh, the glitching and the flashing yeah, I've, worked on a lights. Lot of, mm -hmm. I've worked on a lot of projects where i've had to do glitches mm -hmm. you know glitchy kind of shit that that show they had a lot of the eye the eyes would glitch mm, yeah 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 which that i'm like what is going on like <laughs> the reality sort of breaking i'm like wait are we seeing that is that something we but it is a really effective like mm -hmm. way of showing what i mean i know it's a very common thing to do like i know they have like whole plugins that do the glitch yeah like, it's like, like an after they have like an after effects glitch plugin and shit like yeah you know like i, I have them the best yeah. are uh sapphire are my favorite mm -hmm. sapphire plugin like i have like a rudimentary knowledge of compositing just because i had to do like rudimentary shit on my own stuff in the past and like i remember i remember the first like i all of it is mostly after effects but like I remember I used to, I used to try to use shake and I just couldn't understand it. I was just like, uh, this is like when you had to use nodes and shit. And I was just like, Yeah, this is like for people who are really like studying composite work. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I could do layer stacking and shit. Like that's basic shit to me. But like uh like for animation, a lot of times it is layer based because mm -hmm. that sort of replicates um mm -hmm. the old school like multiplane camera setups. It's yeah, like layers. Yeah, yeah. So you if you really want to like, like After Effects, you can do the 3D camera within it. Mm -hmm. And, um, but a lot of times you don't even need to do that to do like parallax and, um, all those kind of effects. So a lot of times you could just do it in kind of a 2D space. Um, but I mean, even After Effects has, has some kind of node systems now, but like there's really no reason to be using like nuke or something yeah that type that's animation compositing there's no reason i feel like the people that do that are sort of like they're like kind of flexing like <laughs> they're like, well, they're like i thing... really know my shit like you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah, yeah there's a thing in compositing where mm -hmm. every compositor works a little bit differently so if you go mm -hmm. into anybody's composition it'll look totally, they'll do yeah. things a little bit differently 
and um some people use a lot of like um expressions which is basically code it's like you design these codes to do something and like nine times out of the 10, there's absolutely no reason to write code for half the shit that you need mm. to do. Sometimes it's really necessary and it can really help you. Um, but some people make things purposely hard for no reason. And that's the thing that kills me because if you're working on a team of people and you have newer compositors, and you give them a shit show of a composition that you designed just to show how good you were, then the rest of the team is like scrambling to learn how the fuck you did it when literally you could have done something really simple. So I feel like if you're truly good, right. you make it as easy as possible. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. that makes perfect sense considering you're working with a whole team of people. Like, And if yeah. it needs to be complicated, there's a very specific reason for it and you only do it when it's necessary. And like for me, when I see people drop in complex ask, like, uh, you know, shit, I'm just like, there's absolutely no reason to do that. I'll do it by hand. I don't need that. I don't need your shit, the shit you, you wrote. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, case by case basis. And, um, you know, a lot of times the plugin is good enough. You don't need to design the shit from the ground up. Right. Like so much of this has already been figured out. Like, and the thing about the thing, another thing about it is kind of like, you know, and this is what I know, like as somebody who doesn't have experience doing any sort of animation compositing whatsoever, but, but just uh, doing shit for myself or stuff I've done, like you can take a plugin, right. But that has the sort of like, you know, out the box sort of settings and you can tweak the plugin. Like, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like you don't have to just slap on a fucking, you know, it's like, it's like, you don't have to slap on a filter, like, you know, over some shit and then just yeah, like yeah. leave it as like what it is. Like, no, like you tailor it towards the fucking well, thing. Well, it's like you on. don't want people shortcut. to yeah. know how you did it because mm -hmm. if you use the plugin yeah. and you, and they, any compositor, I mean, that's what happens when I'm watching animation is I'm like, how do they do it? So a lot of the time I was watching the show, I'm just like, I know how they did that. I know how they, okay. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> there, yeah, I mean, I basically know the whole workflow. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the worst thing is when you take some stock shit and you just throw it in there and it's like, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah. hide it. You gotta like hide the seams because you, at the end of the day with compositing is you don't want people to even notice, notice it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's like in the general anything, right? You just want it to be so seamless that you don't even, it just goes by. You don't pay attention yeah. to it. I mean, as a, it's like multiplication where you make the animation look way better. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a lot of times what happens where the animators give the animation and they're just like, they don't know if it's going to turn out exactly what it's going to look like at the end. And then they see the final product and they're like, oh shit, hell yeah. You know, that's, that's like the best thing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and just to speak on that a little bit, cause I do know that this is very commonplace is that this, this like, an animator will work like say over here and then they'll send it to like Korea and like then they have to wait for the, the finished sort of anim animation to come back and I'm like I kind of understand the rationale because I've heard people explain this to me before but it's still kind of weird to me you know what well, I mean? Yeah, a lot of what I do mm -hmm. is <clears throat> getting compositions that come from overseas like like yeah, mm. yeah like south korea that, mm. that that happened on pantheon and we're kind of you know we do the fixes so like mm. the animation director will be like in america and 
you, they can't keep going back and forth with Korea. So the compositors are like the ones that finish it. If there's things that need to be fixed and depending on mm. the show, it can, it can, what that is, is different depending on the style. Mm. Like sometimes you have to do heavy duty shit where you make it look like something. Mm -hmm. Other times you're just like replacing animation or fixing flaws in the background or the animation or like, but yeah, there's a lot of outsourcing that happens. And I feel like in a, there's less and less, like in New York City, Titmouse, there's mm -hmm. less and less animation positions. So it's like uh, producing roles, like production management roles or storyboardists, um, the people that do the animatic, or basically the animatic people. And then the shit gets sent overseas. It really depends on the type of show. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say when you're doing like an anime style show, it makes sense to take it overseas. I mean, a lot of times those studios, like they do the animation with pencil on paper and then they scan it. Like there, no one in America is doing that. Like, <laughs> and I don't even know if it should be done. Like, honestly, mm -hmm. it's like yeah. in this day and age, if you're not using a tablet, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how I feel about the outsourcing, like in my role, because I sort of facilitate outsource. Like it's like, but it's like it's good for me, but it, at the same time, it's like I don't know how these shows could, would be produced here at all. Um, yeah, though I have, and that's interesting though. That's the interesting fact about it, where it's like, yeah, like no one here does that why you know i mean there are really good animators i mean a lot of it just has to do with money mm -hmm. um and i think like midnight gospel a lot of the animation was done in-house i know south park was one of the few shows that actually had like animation done yeah, in house. um it's a show it really is a show by show basis mm -hmm. um but there is a lot of outsourcing but that's kind of like across the board and so like the post stuff kind of happens here yeah. on a lot of stuff I work on. And then the pre-production stuff, basically the directors or the writers of animation, a lot of times they're the storyboard people. Yeah. Like um, the comedy stuff that they have like writing staffs, but like, mm. um, you know, and I don't know if there's any way around that. I mean, again, like Titmouse, New York, just, unionize like i don't remember how long recently you know the contract isn't even ratified yet it, it, they're mm -hmm. still in negotiations so you know um and then the question is like how much power is it's like basically the entire united states has to unionize mm -hmm. to really have any power to even begin to like make any demands <laughs> you know, of yeah. any significant changes to the entirety of the industry. Well, you got to remember, like, before the sort of outsourcing became such common practice, right? You got to think about, like, the eras that preceded yours and mine. And, like, uh, when you had, like, Hanna-Barbera and fucking Looney Tunes shit. And like, and, like, what the fuck? I just wonder, like, what that looked like, right? Because to my knowledge, that shit was predominantly still based here right like am i wrong i think about that? so like disney i mean yeah obviously yeah disney with mickey mouse and all that shit like all that shit was done here so it was a time and a place 
I mean, and obviously Walt Disney was notorious for like underpaying people and you know overworking. Yeah, and they people. had to unionize. Yeah, they had to like union. Yeah, that was a whole big deal. The reason the and animation that's what IATSE, IATSE, yeah started yeah. started because of Walt Disney's fuckery. Yes, yeah. So so, you know, it's interesting to like really think about like there was a time where it was, yeah, shit could get in terms of animation. I mean, the thing about animation is like mm-hmm. the money, the way money is spent. It's like it's all about labor, really, right. compared to live action, where money gets spent on like crap, like <laughs> right. stuff, buildings, yeah. Yeah, yeah, ranking yeah. crap, like most actors. of the animation, yeah, actors. <laughs> but it's like, and and the way shows are created, like the way animation directors really like think about it is like, it's like you want to develop your your style, you want it to look really good, but they also have to know how long this shit's going to take. So you never want to choose a style where you don't really have the manpower labor to pull it off without killing yeah. people. Right. Right. And I, I, I will say the, um, some people are really good at that and knowing when to like, be like, that's good enough. And then some directors don't, and they have you obsessing over a little shit that no one will ever fucking see. <laughs> when you really don't have time to be doing that and you don't have the manpower to be doing it, you know? Yeah. And what's really boils down to money, you know? And that's, what's interesting about like manga, right. Which is like knowing how like those people work, right. Like how the, like how much they produce, like in terms of pages and like they're drawing those shits and there's like a whole demand for manga, like in, in Japan and like you hear stories when you ever like look, look into stories of some of those guys, some of those artists and like they have like ridiculous, like, like just working in hours upon hours, day in, day out all the time, just producing this manga. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and that's, you don't even have to animate that shit, but it's like, still, it's like, it's a fucking lot of work. Like, you know what I mean? And then you wonder like, okay, like what, what's the life of someone like who does that fucking all the time i mean it can't be relative to to what they're receiving in terms of i mean anime or animation people in general like to kind Mm. of in my experience be inside and they like to be Mm -hmm. to be they tend to be introverted people maybe not the most social people like but you know it is depending and again it depends on the project but like I just got off of one where by the end of it I was just like <laughs> not doing so good. I was just like Yeah, uh, listen, I I as somebody who's always been sort of prone to sort of creating and like writing specifically, uh I was I used to draw, but quickly just was like, well, I'm just gonna write. Uh but when like I know like spending like time alone in a room day in, day out working on something over and over and over i know like there's you'll get to the end of some shit that you've been working on for months and you just are like okay like you don't even know sometimes it takes a, like a, a a sort of a reintegration like uh into into the world like you know like because you're like you said you do come out the other side sometimes and you're like yo 
I feel like almost died. <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, it's you can't do it all the time. time. Yeah, and, um, or, or if you're editing something, as you know, you've made movies like, yeah. like you know, like fucking. Even if you're like locked in something that you're editing over and over and over and over again, you get you get in sort of that tunnel vision mode where you're just only trying to fucking. And yeah, it's like it's a weird space. I mean, what I will say about animation is, mm-hmm. if you're like a creative, so if you're like an animator or like a compositor or something. I don't really get yelled at, but I'm pretty sure the production staff is. And so they, I, I feel like compared to live action where yeah, they're always, and again, it depends on the show you worked on, depends on who you worked under. I'm sure there's people that were compositors or animators that got treated like complete shit. But it's like, I find they do try to keep that like intensity away from certain positions because they know it doesn't really like work but I, I, at the same time it's like they're always like there's a deadline whenever they're freaking out about deadline i'm like it doesn't matter i like every single time there's a fucking deadline and they're like it has to be by this day i'm like no it doesn't every single fucking show i've worked on they were like fuck there's this deadline they always at some point give in more time and i really don't like it when the producers are like we need to have it i'm like no you don't like the shit can only be done as fast as the amount of people you have to do it and if you want it faster it's going to suffer the work is going to suffer yeah i feel like that's what really bothered me on the last thing i was working on it was like i would turn in stuff and there'd be mistakes in it because like uh the comps we had were like just fucked up and they're like weird it's like a maze sometimes you got to go through these mazes and like figure out how to solve problems and it's just like it's a very technical job and so there would be mistakes and it's like i feel like i kept having mistakes because i'm literally just like finishing a shot i don't even have time to look at it in my timeline i i would just render it directly into their folder and they'd be like oh there's all these mistakes and it's like i in my brain i'm like oh they probably think i don't know what the fuck i'm doing but it's like literally I'm just like trying to do 20 shots in a day, you know, to get to your fucking non-existent deadline. <laughs> this is my opinion, but non-existent deadline. That's not real. There's yeah. always more time. Yeah. There's always at least another week before the shit is actually due. There's no reason to stress people out. Like, Yeah. And that's that that comes down to that. Like, you know, that is. Unless ways. it's South Park and they're literally going to air it in a week, that's the only time that the deadline is real. Like, yeah, they're the like the one sort of show that's so fucking current, like so I, current. Yeah, like, I bet it's a nightmare to work on it. I mean, it, I, like I, I saw, I saw like, that. What is that? Sixteen days to air. What what was that shit called? Something to air. Eight days. Seven, to air. six or seven days to air. So, something, yeah. whatever. I saw that documentary and I was like, yo, that is has to be insane. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, to, to just do all of that and have, like, oh, it's got to be out the next week or whatever. I think mean, you have a system in place and, like, mm-hmm. they've definitely streamlined it. And, but, but still, like, yeah, that, that like, doesn't seem like a very, uh, a work environment that's conducive to being like, like, uh, you don't hear that many people talking about it that work mm-hmm. there. You don't really hear about it at all. Mm-hmm. So either they're well paid. Right, just be quiet. This is a good <laughs> job. Like, we pay you a lot. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> or maybe they. Or maybe they're just the great. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they have enough people doing it, and the staff yeah. is like well staffed, and they're able to do it. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's interesting though. But I just think about like 
the amount of pressure that would be to sort of be like, yeah, you got to have this whole show out by next week. Like, you know, and all that entails, like, you know what I mean? Like we got to do the voice acting, we got to have the script, we got to fucking, you know, the, the music, all the editing, all the shit, like a- animating it, like, and just have it out. Like uh, that, that type of pressure uh, is, is not one that I feel like, I mean, they've also been doing it for like for so years, long, right, right, right. So they have a whole fucking system in place. So probably a lot of the same people are still there. That's and... I would be very surprised if if, and that's probably one of the reasons that they, you don't hear nothing about it. They don't have a high turnover rate. The reason they yeah. go, they're they're able to do it. Uh, yeah, I never years. see them being like we're hiring or anything like that. Yeah. You never really see that. Yeah, they've got a well-oiled machine at this point. They know how to do it and get it out, and it's 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 you have to be there's just no other way you could sort of have that kind of turnaround um so six so uh so consistently right consistently yeah yeah so so yeah man hopefully you get you get a job on south park and uh <laughs> they pay you a lot of money and <laughs> you could do that for for fucking however long and then you know maybe maybe at some point uh do your own thing are you have do you have any uh sort of aspirations to like do any of like have an animated show of your own or no or do you just like i don't nah. know i mean it's like the same problems of doing a movie or the something. movie right it's like yeah you, to do anything of length you definitely have to have a team of people to do it right um i have certain ideas that i would want to do but uh i'm just sort of at a place in my life where i'm not like that the drive to create the drive to be seen yeah. is sort of low. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just what do you on think? I think you, you you probably you know? got that out of your system though. Like, dude, like, I mean, I did three features and yeah. it's like dude, in your first one, you were starring in not only did you fucking, you know, I feel like not you, that I want to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like you, you're one of those cases where it's like, yeah, I've done, I've probably done enough early on to where like, I don't really have, you probably don't have that sort of desire. Like, you I mean, know, what I, I mean? have other ideas, but then it's almost like it really is almost like PTSD, where like once, like, because the ball has to get rolling. And mm-hmm. like, once I get to the bullshit again, I'm just like, here we go. Yeah. Just like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> Who cares? I mean, I, I really feel like the universe has to kind of, give me, tell me what I should be doing at any given time. And it's like mm-hmm. the idea of like, I do, I mean, I do have other scripts and ideas. Um, I just feel like there will be a time for that. Um, I don't know. It's like a, I feel like right now I'm a, I'm more of like a, a spiritual part of, or I'm like, a, mm-hmm. I'm like in a, like actually because like you're you're making movies for so many years it's like you're not actually dealing with your own shit you're like just like pretending like it's like oh i all that matters is i gotta finish this thing and that's all Mm -hmm. that fucking matters and your life is just kind of shit so like i feel like now i'm in the phase where i'm like okay i gotta have like i gotta get my shit together which it sort Mm -hmm. of is right now kind of but Mm -hmm. and then i think there will be a time to go back to the 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 trenches of (laughs) <laughs> what, about, what about you what are you yeah so um i've got this long over this script that i'm pretty close to being done with uh that i've literally took in five years to write uh 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 because what happened is 
in the in, in between those five years, I did numerous different things. Most of them are like paid stuff, like you know what I mean. Uh, but there was the script idea that another uh, screenwriter, my friend Scott, came to me with, um, and he was like, "Yo, I got this script. Read this. Like, I like this idea, but like this version of the script is like bad. Like, like in terms of like, he didn't really like the dialogue. Um, it was, and I read it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I see what you're saying." But uh, this concept is cool. And uh, I was like, well, he's like, well, if you're interested in it, he was like, you can do whatever the fuck you want with it. Like, I won't bother you about it, you know, and like and then when you're done with it, we can like, you know, see what it does, you know, and we can like take it out. And if you want to direct it or whatever, we'll see how that goes. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I had that sort of thing on the back burner forever. But now I'm in a place where I'm like, oh, actually, I picked it up a few times and put it back down. But now I'm like about to finish it uh, this month. And, and then after that, um, I have a, 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 a actual book that I'm writing. Um, and then I have after there's three things really. And then there's another thing. And there's this yeah. other thing that I have that's specifically designed like to be worst case scenario. I can just make this thing with minimal anything like, so I have those three things. Um, but like you said, uh, I've been sort of coasting off the fact that like I can just uh, scrape by by like doing writing work for people like I got paid to write a TV pilot from these people that know me, you know, like they're, you know, this guy I know through sort of my past sort of writing shit with working with Tyrese and other people like I keep getting like little gigs like that like that'll come in and I'll, I'll, I'll like I bang that out fairly quick like it was a tv pilot you know they wanted it you know it was like we have two months we want it by this time and I was like, all right boom did it but they paid me done you know what I mean or, or, or I had wrote a script several scripts uh for for with Tyrese um I've had random jobs of like some 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 another again a lot of this stuff is just like people reaching out like Hey, I, you know, you do like genre stuff. Do you want to do this? And I'd be like, okay, how much are you going to pay me? Uh, I would just kind of do it. Um, yeah. And, it, but, and, and this is the thing. So, oh, uh, it, it's, it'll be uh, exposure and uh, free. Uh, or, no, no, I don't do anything for free. Experience, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't do anything for free. Like, no, like the only thing, like, I, I'd only, I write on spec for myself. And the only other project that is on spec is this spec that I'm talking about with Scott. But that's a, unique situation where it's like well we're friends uh i actually respect him and also like he's leaving me alone to do whatever i want and then we'll sort of collaborate and it'll go yeah. but it's basically a spec it's still the same thing as a spec it's just i mean cool. i still do free jobs too mm -hmm. um like some people try to give me shit because they talk shit about trauma and i'm like because they think that trauma is about oh it's just about getting your friends together and making mm -hmm. a thing and that's really what independent filmmaking is but it's like Somebody else shouldn't be making profit off of you You're doing, doing that, Yeah, you know? right. Like, yeah, that's that the whole troll model. That's their business model. Like, they are not that. They don't represent <laughs> that. They just exploit it. Yeah, know? Lloyd Kaufman is rich. And then, like, he, he, he he's, yeah. at, he's like, publicly vocal about how he underpays people. <laughs> I don't pay people. You know what I mean? He write yeah. a whole book about how he doesn't pay people. You know, yeah. how to make how to make your own damn movie. Yeah. And the whole, the whole, like, the basics overt it the overt text beloved. and subtext of it is is that like just but a beloved film independent film icon respected by all <laughs> in the horror community 
Very respected individual. Oh, uh, Lloyd. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I know so many people that have come through that sort of like, you know, yourself included, uh, that have for, sort of come through that sort of trauma, sort of uh, in some facet have come through that. Yeah. That building, if you even want to call it a building. Uh, there's a building. There is a yeah, building. I've been yeah. there. Uh, so, so, you know, it's interesting, though. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm um, I'm really at a point where it's for me it's more about like uh work the work more so than anything like i'm just like oh yeah like i really have to like stop doing stuff for money in the shadows <laughs> and, and like uh start getting stuff out there um i've been fortunate enough to sort of kill a few things that would have been out but i would have been ashamed of <laughs> you know what i'm saying like um yeah. uh through sort of happenstance and sort of like uh my instincts kind of like was like oh they're oh, you're not gonna like you're gonna pay me more money um and knowing that the, the the deal is either you're gonna pay me more money or it's gonna kill this thing i was like okay cool you know what i'm saying so, so either i'm gonna either gonna make this thing is gonna come out but and i'm gonna get more money or it's gonna get buried and i just have the money you already paid me it was a win-win for me i had a couple of situations like that where where it was like oh yeah cool like didn't just kill it like you know what i mean um but now i'm at a point where i'm like okay but i really like didn't get into this to do what i'm doing in terms of like making stuff or getting paid to fix stuff uh uh you know what i mean and, and just like yeah. that's like okay like i i do all these mercenary sort of like screenwriting related stuff uh and now at this stage in my life i just want to have stuff out there and like, obviously I know the limitations of like film and I know like the level of, I know the energy that it takes to get, uh, to even mount a production. So I'm not limiting myself in terms of like only doing movies. Like I said, like I've, I've, I've had, I've had a foot, I've dipped my toe into sort of uh, the literary kind of world before I have a lot of friends and peers who have done the same thing and who are just that, um, there's like a, you know, there's some things I'm doing in that space too. And I'm just kind of like, at this point, I just want to like make shit, dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just want to put things out and like whatever I can have. It's, for me, it's about control. Like, you know what I mean? Like creative control, you know, like, like I just want creative control. It's not about like, I'm not somebody who's like some sort of like control freak or anything, but like when you make something, right? you you do want to have a sense of like uh there's a first of all there's a reason why you're making it right whether you understand that reason or not is a whole nother conversation but you have a reason for making it right and then you want to you know you want to put that out for people to sort of like do what they will with it you know you know like when they're exposed to it however they feel but but like that's why people that's why you're drawn to it that's why you're drawn to make things and and I really just at this point in my life, it's more about uh, being more, I'm just focused on trying to be prolific at this point. Um, so, yeah. So that's why I have like three things going um, and like yeah. sort of pushing myself to sort of like get these things done. Cause I feel yeah, like- Yeah, I mean, the next thing I'm probably gonna do is like mm. a music project. I did do. Like, is it going to be, is it going to be like, uh, 
uh, instrumental? Or are you going to be singing? No, it's like a band. Yeah, band? It's, like a, yeah. It's, like a, it's like a, it's like, it's like song. It's, it's like a very Ooh. specific kind of thing. Um, what genre but, uh, is it? <laughs> um, it's like punk rock kind of, but it's more like, I don't know. It's almost, it became something like, it's almost like the early ween records where they use drum machines and it's like, it's like if one person made it in their bedroom but there's guitars in it and uh i don't know there's a lot of songs that i did during covid and then or or before covid and then it, covid sort of just ended that band on a number of levels so um but that's like an example of a project like i don't have to kill myself to do right and, yeah uh, yeah and and that's what that's part of the thing is like as you you know as you see I have books like, like as part of the reason why like I love I love sort of like fiction and 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 it's always been sort of an aspect as much as I love movies and I've always been the movie guy um I've I've, I've kind of been both I've kind of always been because writing is just the thing I could always do so but, I've tried to write I've like I'm gonna write a book and I'm like <laughs> I try to write it and I'm just like. 10 pages in and i'm just like what it's, the fuck am I doing? <laughs> it's not for it's not for everybody like, i don't have enough words in me yeah it's not like you say, really and then, like, but that's what i say about screenwriting all the time which is like yeah like a lot of screenwriters that i know like uh they're not really like they're writers by uh by necessity right like yeah. they're writers by necessity where it's like they want to make a project and I don't ever, I don't ever understand screenwriters uh, of necessity who aren't like filmmakers, like, you know what I mean? Who are just screenwriters. Like that's, to me, that's, those people are always weird. But, Cause I understand like somebody who's like, wants to make a movie and they're like, fuck it, I got to write it. You know what I'm saying? And they write it and they, then they direct this. Stuff. I feel like, you know, if you mm. ask anybody, they're like, oh, I got a script in me. Like everybody thinks, yes. they, like if yes. you're on a movie set, Every single person there, no matter who the fuck they are, thinks they should be doing yes. the fucking job. Every, everybody, everybody that every every set I've been on, and they know, oh, you're the writer guy. Oh, you know, I got this idea. It's like a gaffer or somebody. And I'm like, I don't, I don't come up to him and be like, yo, you know, I can gaff. I'm a gaffer. <laughs> I know what the fuck to do. Like, I don't do that shit. Like, you're, I don't go as a director. You're so disrespected. <laughs> you're not really respected. You're not unless you're like super powerful. People don't really respect directors like when you're doing your job. It's just like directors. Like, you feel like directors. Wow. I always feel like directors like get their ass kissed on the set. They're like, you would think, and I think maybe superficially that's the case, but mm -hmm. like, uh, maybe this is just me. Maybe this is a, I mean, it's like, I guess people, they look to you for answers, but it's right, like, I right. think that's a little bit different than like, Deep down, they're like, I should be doing your fucking job. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. That's definitely because I've definitely felt that way. <laughs> I'll oh, be like, 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 oh, this motherfucker, I should just do this shit. I think it's just the nature <laughs> of the job. It's yeah. just like, it's like you're the, you're like, you know, you're the one, you're like the game, the sword of the, the throne and Game of Thrones. <laughs> everybody wants it, but then you get it and it's like, making you die it's like giving you the disease the... or you know i've had experiences where i'll be like just be on the set and i'm like just there to like help you know like with this very specific thing like an actor's dialogue or whatever 
and then I'm like interacting with the people and like you see the director and some of these people and you're just like I'm like yeah like this movie is not like this this movie sucks or like the script sucks or like this director's not good like but uh, you know but like they have a level but there's like a level of deference that they have on the set and you're just like oh, it's like uh, I don't know like I don't know like I just feel like I mean, you have to be zen. You have to just be like unaffected by the shit that's coming your way. Right. You really have to. Like, and it, yeah. I, I just, I just accept it. Like, because the truth is, like, like I don't want to be there. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like I don't want to be there. Making movies is just, it's tiring. It's exhausting. It's like, it's yeah. just a job at the end of the day for most Right. I, I only want to be there if it's like, if I'm there for a reason. And like, and that means what I mean, but it is like, typically, I don't even want to be on set unless it's like, something that i'm making myself because yeah like you said like it i don't think i would particularly enjoy like i've done it on this a lot um, in a lot in the, on a small scale doing like short film stuff projects and stuff especially when i first started doing this um and even on the small scale like and then i've been on feature sets that weren't mine um but even on those scales right like it's like one of those situations for me where it's like i just want to get the thing that we need like that's the whole goal like you know what i mean and it's like yeah. and if that's it like you just kind of laser focused on like okay let's get the thing we need um i'm not really here to like do any it, you know like i'm not like i'm not an asshole like i'm not like yelling at people like james cameron or some shit but but you know what i mean but i'm like i'm not like i'm also like okay but i don't want to be here unless i need to be here like we're out here to get yeah. this and you know get it let's just let's make this happen and like i get it not wanting to go back to that soon <laughs> you know what i mean because you're like fuck like i gotta fucking do this again like yeah i, I mean there's there's a part of me that wants to do it again I but mean, you always want to do it when you're not doing it right yeah you know what i mean, I, mean like, I like i like working with actors like i like the the performance element of it that's something that i mean there is acting and animation but it's not the same right and then just the physical action of like like breaking things in real life is way more satisfying than breaking <laughs> it in a in CGI or uh yeah, yeah. 2D animation. Um but yeah, it uh but then it's like you have to kind of tailor your idea to how you're gonna do it. And then that's the problem with most of my ideas is they're just they're like undoable right so i'm always looking for the doable idea that i want to do you know because i've already made the mistake of making the movies i shouldn't have made particularly assassinats like i shouldn't have shouldn't have made a, that movie with that budget it was not you felt like it was just too ambitious of a of an idea I mean, it's such a victory mm -hmm. that no one can no one thinks it is <laughs> just the fact that that it's a functionable movie yeah, yeah. that could be released mm -hmm. the problem solving the level of problem solving every day where i'm just like hey, we don't have anything we need like and, and, and that's one of those things that only total shit yeah and yet people are still like this is not <laughs> this is not the terminator this is not like terminator 2 or something it's just yeah i don't think people get that like i don't think people really get filmmakers that. do i mean other yeah yeah, like, yeah good yeah. god why did you do that why because <laughs> it's <laughs> it, like all kids it's a kids it's like it's everything they say you shouldn't do right <laughs> all on location in the middle yeah. of fucking nowhere and mm -hmm. uh 
every location had to look like it was there was no human shit there at all <laughs> like from like so from a production design perspective it's like a it's such a success and then no one no one even cares anymore like if you make a movie for five thousand dollars no one gives a shit they don't care they that don't, you did the impossible. They don't give. They don't a give. A, fuck. Yeah, yeah. It, that that so, novel that novelty is no it's longer. It's gone. It's gone. I mean, yeah. it existed with for the taint. It did that worked, mm-hmm. but by the time I did science team, no one cared anymore. Well, it, like, it's gone now, especially because you can like grab a fucking iPhone and make a fucking, yeah, you could something look so good. Like even with a fucking iPhone now, to it's like, yeah, it's like oh wow, big deal. Like you made a movie for like five thousand dollars. Okay, so what? Like you know, like yeah, 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 like so yeah. It really just has to be something that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a gift and a curse, right? Which is like that, the fact that you can do stuff now uh, fairly cheaply that you couldn't do before, but it's also comes with the sort of the the it comes with the the expectation i don't even know if expectation is the right word but it comes with the sort of uh, expectation that uh okay well in order for this to actually stand out it really has to have something to it pop it has to like really yeah it has to really be something that really connects with people um and even then that's not always a guarantee you know but but you know sometimes those movies can like live in obscurity for years and then finally find an audience right uh, because I do feel like the sort of taste of the audiences are very sort of, there's something, I don't know who said this, right? And I, I think this is kind of true, which is individually people are, are a lot of people, not all, but like individually, a lot of like people are dumb, but co- like, but as a whole collectively, there's sort of a genius, right? Like in the audience, like, and I feel like, there's some there's something there to that. Like what I what that means is like there are some times that there is a something gets made that is recognized by the collective that on an individual level they probably wouldn't, but but because collectively there's sort of a consensus that it's like that sort of alchemy that sort of exists. You're like right where it's like this thing is sort of hitting all of the right sort of things where it's appealing to people on the surface level, but it's also appealing to uh, people on a deeper level for those who actually are attuned to, are willing to, you know, dig, delve deeper into something, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to know now because like, Mm -hmm. like I feel like the taint, the success of that movie was like, and the success is like financial, not really, just because Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's undistributable, but like, I, the way I think about it, it's like a virus. It's like a movie that has to be shared. Mm. And yeah. like when you tell people, it's like a fun movie to talk about. Right. And just by talking about it, people are like, I got to see, I just got to see this to see if this is real. Yeah. You know? And so um, it spreads, it sort of spreads of its own volition. But since now we have like all this like marketing and social media stuff and how things are sort of crafted to be these viral things it's like it's hard to know what that would even be anymore i'm like i'm trying to even think of like a movie that wasn't backed by a distributor that truly hit on Mm. an underground level like that wasn't manufactured on in any way yeah it's hard to say now it really is it's really hard to say every now and then 
you know, something might come along, you know, and like truly have that real grassroots sort of word of mouth kind of, you know, uh, catching fire and sort of getting bigger uh, viral kind of uh, success. Right. Uh, but it's hard to say really, it's hard to discern if, but at the end of the day, it's hard to discern it's real. It's what's it's generally $25 million marketing budget. That's generally yeah, what yeah. the difference is between, uh, <laughs> whether anybody knows your movie exists or not. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it's pretty simple. Yeah, it's really cool. It really does boil down a lot of times to that. Like, you know, it's like a movie, like, I feel like a movie, like, uh, what's a, like the new movie, the the movie I mentioned this movie on the last podcast because it just came out, but uh, the Barbarian movie, right? Which is Disney, you know, owns the fucking company that released it. So it's got Disney marketing budget. Uh, but I do feel like it is one of those movies that legitimately uh, has one of the, re- the, the, I don't know, like, it feels like, okay, this is a movie that people see in the theater and they say, oh, I'm going to tell people about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've it, had people talk to me about it. Yeah. Because it is a movie that's predicated on it subverting, like at every turn, it's subverting sort of the audience, right? So like, it's, it's and this is what I said about it too. This is my my take on it. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a built for theater movie, right? Because the way the twist unfold and the way the turns happen, it's more enjoyable to experience on the first time or with other people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of built for that. But I don't know if it's actually built for actually like return viewings. Like, I don't really think it is. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's sometimes I, it's disappointing, like a movie yeah. you love, and then you realize it actually has absolutely no right. Because I got to the, yeah, yeah, I got I got the end of it. I was like, if I watch this again, is, is any of this gonna hit with me? And I've heard people say I watched the second time and it hit, and I think they're lying. Like, I think they're just kissing ass because the people that heard are like Hollywood people. Like, I just think they're yeah. lying. Like, because I'm like, there's no, I'm like I'm sitting there thinking like, no, 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 like this is not gonna work. Like when I see it again, like you know, it's like an M Night Shyamalan movie with uh, Shyamalan, yeah, <laughs> where you're yeah, like. Yeah. The, you know, not to say that it has like this big, it doesn't have like a big twist reveal ending, but like the twists that happen are so much like the first time is where it's really going to hit you. And then after that, you're like, I know where it's going. I don't really, you know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not to take away from it. I do think it is an enjoyable movie. And I think, I think it's worth seeing in a movie theater, but like, uh, but again, it's hyperbolic. A lot of this sort of praise of, of 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 what you know, it's horror. Like I said, horror horror fans are very easy to please. So, you know, you always got to take. It's like every ten pages, somebody has to get fucking murdered, like real good, at yeah. least if not more. And that's a that's a problem that I've run into recently with like the thing I've been working on is is like how do I like do something that's like okay, yeah, this is definitely a twist. This is definitely a turn. It's gonna be oh, it's unexpected, but like, can it live? beyond that could it be enjoyed on that level and then but then enjoyed on another level you know what i mean like like i feel like that's really the test the test for those sort of movies uh are 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 more like okay but can it stand up beyond it can it be enjoyed without the fact that yeah this this cool twist happens but i still you know the movie's still worth seeing beyond just the the guessing and not knowing you know because i feel like a big goal of of doing a podcast like this is is to highlight things that have that you can spoil them because there's no way to spoil it 
because it's an experience. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. a movie like Gozu, we can talk about everything that happens in Gozu and you can still watch Gozu and you're still going to be like, what the fuck? Like I can tell you everything that happens, but it doesn't really matter until yeah. you watch it. You no, know, that's I, a movie you can watch a, bu- a bunch of times. I feel like the same time. way about the taint with your movie is like, I can tell you all the shit that happens in the taint, but even if I tell you, you're going to be like, what the fuck? But you're going to want to see it and then you're going to see it and you're going to be like, yeah, I know that like there's like a lot of like dicks running around and like, but when you see the shit, it's like, oh, uh, you're gonna have the reaction you're gonna have. I mean, part you know of the f- the thing is like, well, who made your like? It becomes a meta a meta experience. You're like, who made this? And like, what was their intention? And like, mm-hmm. what does this, what does this mean that this is real? And <laughs> like, who am I? Yeah, yeah. Well, but as I'm watching this, and mm-hmm. um, I mean, Gozu certainly is that way where you start to ask questions and. Um, there was a, actually I was like there there's like a Reddit thread I read once about because like if a movie doesn't make any sense like sometimes like just be like meaning of Gozu Reddit <laughs> or whatever whatever Reddit just to see random people's opinions of it and there was like a really good there's like a trans person's take on Gozu it was like mm-hmm. a movie about being trans I, I was yeah, like yeah it's yeah. legit it's legit it's definitely yeah, you you can definitely it definitely has that that's that's something that uh uh it probably think it got cut out of the podcast because that podcast was so long but uh we did talk about a little bit of that like that whole like there is a way to sort of view this as a sort of story about sort of like what it means to be sort of trans you know what i mean yeah like because of the sort of literal character sort of it's like, oh, yeah, wait, is he a woman or not a woman? Or is he inside of the woman? woman. And look, from a trans, pers- trans woman's perspective, it's like, no, that's a woman now. That's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like the end of the movie is just sort of the 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 representation of that. Like the, <laughs> the me- weird metaphorical representation is that his love for his brother is now it's the three of them. It's yeah, not it's just two of them. them. Yeah, yeah, it's really that's that's it's it's there. It's there for you. And again, like I know that like. Uh, it's been it's never been sort of uh, confirmed, but, you know, it, it's it's been said that like Mike, people think Mike is gay. Right. Um, and yeah. if and if Mike is gay, that's not a surprise. Like, it, you know, like it's not a surprise. Like, I feel like if he's not, it's not a surprise either. But I just feel like he's one of those filmmakers who's always had like those sort of elements in his movies. He's He's always been interested in sort of like not only like not only like sort of like people look at his sex things, his depictions of sex and they always like, Oh, it's just him. Like, I feel like uh, someone who's like, not really very, uh, I don't know. Somebody who's not like a sophisticated movie watcher, not to sound pretentious or whatever, but, but like somebody who's not really a sophisticated film watcher could write off Mike's sort of shit as like, Oh, he's just a pervert or like, he just, he just does stuff for shock value. And it's like, actually like, not to say that like he doesn't delve in shock and he definitely does, but like the, the stuff that he, in terms of like the things that you see, even like a movie like Ichi the killer, right? Like when you really look at it, it's like, like this movie's like a love story. You know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, uh, Kakihara is like in love with Ichi, his boss who used to torture and demean him dies and he's looking for Ichi. The, the guy well, who... it's like it's also about like the cycle of violence and how yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah it's all of that you shit. need the violence he like it becomes a sadomasochistic mm-hmm. relationship yeah. or he needs the he needs someone to inflict pain on him 
like so there's the violence continues to perpetuate itself and yeah but it's just, it's, just it's about violence like it is the movie's about yeah it's a it's a it's a violent love story <laughs> like I always, I always look at it that way like just weird twisted sort of like you know but 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 you're right it is about violence but i feel like the thematics in the Mike movies where it's like yeah like he does have a lot of Yes, there's misogyny in 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 his movies. He gets he gets. He well, I gets... think the craziest thing is an is an imprint. The torture scene. I think this is his kind of like fuck you to that. Is like the torture. It's like the woman torturer who's like torturing the girl mm-hmm. is the author of the book that the story's based on. Yeah, so that's it's cool. Like where yeah. he's like, oh, she, she's the one that <laughs> she did, was, the, wrote she, this. She did it. She did it. It's like him. She's gonna do it in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Then, I don't know. But then it's also like, yeah, you still took that shit as far as it could possibly go, <laughs> right, no, right. dude. That was you. Like, well, it's like it's like an agitator, right? Uh, right? He's like he plays the character that's shoving the mic in the in a up in a girl's like vagina, like like that's him. Literally, that's Mike playing that thug, that yeah. yakuza guy, and then he gets killed. But it's like people will point to moments like that where they're like, oh, Mike. Uh, like, yeah, it's you know, definitely something I. Well, I can't say it's something I wouldn't do because <laughs> there's that one scene is different. It's not the same, but oh yeah, yeah. There's a scene in the taint that uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely uh it's a notorious scene for sure. Right. But it's like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but cyberpunk. Uh no. Uh, I I feel like you know to to wrap it up. You know, because this has definitely been a, a good conversation about like all types of shit uh which i you know i figured it would be uh i feel like you know cyberpunk edge runners is uh and i'll ask you if you feel similar uh i think it's i think it's overall it's good and i feel like yeah i feel like uh yeah i would tell people yeah you should check it out i mean if you're if you're into anime and you don't mind sort of like hyper you know violent like sort of trippy um shit uh then probably avoid it but i i definitely feel like uh i would i would give this like a i, I wouldn't i don't know if i'd say I'd, i i wouldn't recommend this to everybody but i do think that it's uh worth a watch. i mean i will say i watched it all in a short period of time Ooh. and i was kind of tired after i was done i was like, <laughs> exhausted yeah at least i, I, I do say this yeah but but like that's the thing though it's like it's 10 episodes but it's 25 minutes and if you skip the intros then it's faster it's not a song yeah <laughs> yeah so oh, here's I, the uh, one thing i want to say the theme song franz ferdinand they're yeah, still so, around i'm glad you brought that up before before we still yeah. around i was very weird that that franz ferdinand song kept playing and i was like it just felt kind of like this 2003 and i was i was like yo i almost wanted to be like is that just an american thing i wanted to like change to the japanese because i watched the english dub i think it has to be a japanese decision i think it has to be right because i'm I don't think an american American people would have been like, no, we can't do that. They're old people. <laughs> they have to all be at 40 or 50 now. They'd be like, we can't do this. No. I mean, it does It does remind me of like the music from like FLCL or something. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, that, mu- that music is very, it's not, I was not expecting. 
I mean, it's fine. It's not. It's not. It's not that I don't like it. It's just like I was very surprised. Like, <laughs> yeah, every time it's like I said. I, in order for me to get through the series in a in a good amount of time, I was like, I'm just gonna skip this now. I, <laughs> skip this ep- this the intro music. I, I do like that Netflix gives you the option to skip the fucking intro. Yeah. Uh. uh so yeah, I, I listened to it the first time around, I think, and then I was like, All right, I'm skipping this every fucking time. <laughs> and when it started, I'd skip it again, like. <laughs> I mean, the title uh, sequence is cool, though. Yeah, the yeah. title sequence is cool. The t- the title sequence is cool, and again, like Trigger is is they did a good job. Uh, I feel like uh, you know, um, at least for it's got to be better than the game. Like I can't imagine the game being as good as the show. Yeah, there's no way. Maybe I'm wrong. But... There's no. I don't think so. I don't think the game's this good. Like in terms of you know, um, even the fighting scenes and shit. Like like. Uh, yeah, I just don't see the game being this good. I, I mean, I don't know. This I don't is know what the game is. Then I'd play it. I mean, if it was you did but... play it though. You played it. You didn't play the story mode though. But yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe I, I, I think the story mode might be better than the open world. I think the reason the game failed is they tried to do this both thing that they couldn't actually pull off they tried know? to have both ways right they tried to, tried to do literally everything you could possibly do. ever do <laughs> so like they are a uh you know i'll give them this when someone when they fail and they say but it, they took a big swing and it was like very ambitious i can kind of give them a pass for that almost you know what i mean and they should have probably delayed it was broke game it was a broken mm-hmm. game though. yeah yeah it was a very yeah that's the thing that makes me not want to give them like it is like the fact that the game was like basically like oh yeah this game doesn't really work right so you can get your money back there's incredible videos online of of things just being broken (laughs) oh man i really was into i'd watch all the videos when it came i was like i was really fascinated in the 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 level of the failure like it was very it was a it failed spectacularly but the fact that they have a a whole spinoff show um off of that's it good. that's good yeah it's kind of a win because it's like what others you don't see like a lot of more famous you know spectacular failures having spinoff things and any you know what i mean like i don't see like i'm still waiting for a water world game or or water world movie this is um, the water i mean this is the water world of games uh, <laughs> yeah i mean i think over the years they've improved it and they like fixed a lot of the problems i'm, I'm assuming it's actually like playable now it probably is i wouldn't be surprised i do think i know people who have said they play cyberpunk uh still yeah. so my uh, friend said it was good and then he was like let's play it and then uh, <laughs> i was like are you sure that this is good like what do you <laughs> And I was like, I really did feel like he had convinced himself that it was good. Yeah. And that's me observing it, seeing me observe it. It's like, yeah, maybe this is kind of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the good thing is, the good thing is that the cyberpunk. That was good. Yeah. Cyberpunk Edge Runners is good. And uh, there's a lot of shit on Netflix that isn't good. And uh, that you could waste. And it's only 25 minutes an episode. Mm-hmm. You know, less than that if you take off, like you said, if you skip the intros. Uh, so it's worth people's time. Um, it's better than watching, you know, a- hour-long episodes of some 
fucking shit. Cause Netflix has a lot of shows that are like hours long. Yeah. Like, but you can breeze through this. I breezed through this in like two days. It didn't take me long. I was like two days and I was done. And if you're a Fran, fan of Franz Ferdinand, <laughs> you're going to love it. Franz Ferdinand fans, definitely go to Netflix right now. Love this shit. Run to this shit. You're going to love Franz Ferdinand and you're going to love watching people get well that's it's crazy get like, murdered so many people are going to be into france ferdinand now it's gonna like they're gonna have a whole new generation of fans uh, if you're into france ferdinand and you're into graphic depictions of murder then this is the perfect uh-huh. intersection of, yeah. of, of 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 entertainment if so. you're a black op, if you if you work in like black ops yes Blackwater has a different name now. It's like Cialis or yeah, yeah they <laughs> they rebranded. Yeah, it literally they... sounds like an antidepressant <laughs> or like an antipsychotic medication. Like fucking, like I gotta uh, look up what this is. Maybe. Yeah, I forget. I forget their their new name. But yeah, if I, you're, I remember trying to pronounce it and I couldn't pronounce it. If like, you're an operator, you might want to check this out because it does. You you could probably relate. I love it. It's good. You're gonna remember like when gonna, you get shell shocked and you your yeah. hands shaking like in a in a private <laughs> yeah, riot yeah. And, and you want to murder your wife. Yeah, wife. You have like a gun to your wife's head as you're like so, like and you're flashbacking having, you're having to murdering flashback murdering an innocent. I have yeah, village like, of, no, of Afghanistan time. people, <laughs> Afghani people. <laughs> Just like decimating an entire and then uh, getting uh, completely uh, uh, off thinking, of all charges and treated as a hero. And then getting getting your drug supply oh. to keep you sane. Uh, it's Constellius. <laughs> That's a perfect evil corporation Constellus. name. Constellus. Constellus. Yeah, that's a perfect area name. served worldwide. Uh, um, yeah, it's like it's a fucked up name, dude. It, it sounds like a it's again, it sounds like one of these uh, uh, super mega corporations from from cyberpunk. So, yeah, yeah. get your uh, get your cyberpunk on if you're into that. Um, and if you're not into that, you know, um, uh, go fuck yourself. No. <laughs> <laughs> thanks again drew for uh oh, yeah. for, for coming back on it's, oh, again it's a, it's a pleasure dude and uh yeah thanks for having me this is where i hit stop on the record <laughs>
I'm not the one that's heaven sent.